Hi, this is Connor, Rebecca, and Carl from Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist podcast, and you're listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast coverage of Damnation. Dun, 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 dun. Hey guys, it's Roger Reyes here, artist of Marvel's Donation Comic Book Event. Welcome to the podcast crossover between Inner Demons, Sons of the Dragon, Defender TV Podcast, and Into the Night. Every issue reviewed, all time books discussed. May all be damaged. Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. A podcast all about Moon Knight, where we're always on edge. Because welcome to the Life Rock, baby. we got Anubis sitting beside us, because this time, this podcast is being hosted by four people in the other void, or over void. Anubis won't tell me which one, but we're teetering on the edge. I'm about to fall asleep, cause so you better hold on tight, because I'm about to introduce the rest of us, because I'm your first host, Connor. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Ray. Um... Rounding out the hosts for today. Uh, yeah, and we're on the raft here. We're sailing through the overvoid. So hold on, everybody. We're nearly ashore. Um, yeah, we'll be reviewing Scarlet Spider number 15. So get your issues out, sit back, relax, and get your conchu on. And don't fall off. <laughs> yes, welcome one and all to another, another, let's say, Unhinged episode of Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast, a Moon Knight podcast that has this reviewing a comic with like one panel, a Moon Knight. It's crazy. Woo-hoo. Yeah, <laughs> like but, Moon Knight. Uh, but, uh, wait. Huh? You said it's crazy. Hey. Uh, so you're talking about the one panel thing. I got confused for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what Moon Knight? Anyway, my there's no point to what I'm about to say. But after last week, we just couldn't get enough of his amazing vocals on our podcast and we have a special guest joining us again this week he needs no introduction if you're here last time if this is your first time i'll let him introduce himself again it's tommy hi everyone happy to be here hey you tommy how are you good good can't wait to dig into uh this week's issue yeah, so I mean, like we had a great, a great time uh, last episode with yourself on doing our first Damnation review. Uh, it was for Damnation two, and I think we kind of roundabout said it was a, you know, it was a, it was a exciting, fun issue. Um, you know, it could be a lot of uh, improvements to it, um, but we did make mention also that the tie-in books have a greater importance, it seems. Uh, with the damnation event. So, um, for this episode, um, we, we are looking at Scarlet Spider number 15 and we ran out of time last time, Tommy. Um, you had a whole bunch of Scarlet Spider information that you're going to unpack for us as well. 
Yeah, and I think uh, Connor, it sounded like you had a bit too. So I, would, I, would, I just uh, had put together a little bit of a background of Ben Riley, who he was, um, and through the '90s or so. Um, and and I think Connor, did you say that you've been reading the the 2016 or 2017 run of Scarlet Spider recently, or Ben Riley? Yes, and I've um, I uh, grew up reading. Not actually at the time, we just had collections when I was younger of the original series he came out, when, back when he had his um, own title in the 90s, so mm-hmm. I got a bit of history with him. But I uh, believe um, Rebecca and Ray as well, have you yes. caught up on the uh, 2016? I run? read the first two volumes, so I'm missing a few issues between that and this. Cause, uh, a few issues, yeah, because um, they just had volume one and two in their ridiculous 99 cent comicsology sale. So I, knowing that we were going to be talking about this, I bought them and read them the other day. What did you think of them, Rebecca? I really enjoyed them. I actually thought they were a lot of fun. It's not a comic I would have picked up normally. Yeah, me too. Um, I'd read a little bit of speculation about them because of in the aftermath of Secret Empire, and obviously he was based in Las Vegas, which was where this huge devastation had happened. Um, and there were certain websites that were very excited about him being Las Vegas and kept making these big sort of speculatory sort of posts about it every week without obviously reading the comic, because now I've read the comic, it took me, gave me great amusement to find out that all this speculation was wrong. <laughs> um, but no, I really enjoyed it. I I would actually keep reading it if there weren't so many comics and they weren't so expensive, but I will definitely um, catch up with it on Marvel Unlimited once it sort of scrolls around to that. Yeah, we had a a really um, good conversation, Rebecca, just um, before we went on air about how... um... How many, How many good comics, comics are coming are out up, there? Yeah. I know, and and on top of that, the that ninety nine cent Comicsology sale, which listeners I think is still on. Um, so you've got to get in quick. It's for all Marvel, um, not all Marvel stuff, but a lot of Marvel stuff. It's for a bunch of recent ones. Yeah. I think it might have ended, but I'm not oh, sure. Oh, okay. But it was. But it was. Oh. It was insane. It was crazy good, and uh, I know Connor that you got a massive haul as well. I think I saw a photo of your uh, your receipt. <laughs> yes, I got all aboard that cell. Like mm. thirty oh, things, maybe by the end of that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I wasn't far past you. It's just I think I owned more of them to start with. <laughs> mm. But um, I mean, I read uh, a couple of. Uh, I mean, I've got the two volumes of Scarlet Spider as well. Um, I think I'm up to issue five in the first volume, and I'm enjoying it as well. It's it's really different. It's not what I expected. Um, and he, just the fact, I guess he's um. Ben Riley, he's not your typical superhero. He's actually, he's not not a really nice person, and he um, and he's got this kind of this mental problem with uh, with voices in his head. Uh, it's yeah, it's really making him an interesting character, and you can draw the parallels with Moon Knight, of course. But um, yeah, he's uh, he kind of stands on his own, and it's interesting to see him with his supporting characters as well. Uh, Tommy, are you? Um, well, I mean, before we get into the issue, what were your thoughts on Scarlet Spider, and had you read any any Scarlet Spider before? I um, uh, are we going to do the the. The spectacle right now, if you want to. Um, oh, the spotlight, you mean? Yeah, the spotlight. Why not? Or, or yeah. should we wait? Because I, I, I don't, I don't really mind. Um, so I'll, I'll start with my initial thoughts, and yeah, maybe we can sure. just make a decision. Okay. But um, so I, I actually had not uh, before 
Um, I, I, I heard that Scarlet Spider was going to be appearing in Damnation. The only Scarlet Spider that I knew about uh, came from a few different sources. One was uh, the just like Secret Empire, so seeing mm -hmm. him in a couple scenes and a couple panels. The second was from some of my students. You know, even though Scarlet Spider was a huge part of the, the Spider-Man mythos in the 90s, um, I wasn't reading any Spider-Man comics in the 90s. You know, as we spoke about last week, I just, you know, I knew the character and I knew he was a lot of fun and you'd see him pop up in shows once in a while. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I really had no concept of the Scarlet Spider until uh, two years ago, one of my freshman students brought in uh, a Kleenex box into my for my classroom because at the beginning of the year, I asked students to bring in uh, uh, tissue boxes, mm -hmm. um, but decorate them with their favorite character or, ah. or book or something like that. And so one of my students uh, drew this exceptional Ben Riley Scarlet Spider in this in this action pose and it looked like he was just jumping off of the tissue box. And it was really cool. And I called him Spider-Man and my student called me out <gasps> and said, no, that's Ben <laughs> Riley. That's the Scarlet Spider. Yeah. And it was, it, was, cool. it was really cool because it was a, an opportunity for one of my students to kind of teach me about something that you know, comics generally something that I was really interested in. So, so that's when I started uh, looking into Scarlet Spider, but I never picked up any any issues uh, before um, this week. But I did pick up uh, the complete Ben Riley epic uh, uh, oh. trade, okay. um, and so I've been I've been picking at that this week, um, and it's it, it's been a great introduction to the Scarlet Spider. Um, and, and kind of gives an overview of, of where he came from coming out of the um, the clone saga so that, of Miles Warren. So. so is that going back to the 1980s then? Yeah, I believe so. Right. Uh, well, most of these, most of the issues in in this epic are uh, from the 1990s. So I think mm -hmm. the earliest issue is from 1990 proper. Um, but I, if I if I recall the the clone saga, most of that occurred in the 1980s. So yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the first clone saga was in the eighties, um, which Ben Riley made a shortish appearance. But um, the big thing that would launch his character would be the clone saga, which I believe was the like ninety three, possibly that started. Love it, Connor. Love it, Connor. Finger on the pulse, always. <laughs> I read the most yeah. recent clone saga -y thing. The clone the conspiracy. Yeah, the clone conspiracy. Yeah, the clone conspiracy. Yeah, that's how so I know So that's probably him. where I first really... Yeah, that's why. So at least it put it into context for this series. It does, Riley, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. Because... It I just like... Uh, oh, go for it, Ray. Oh, sorry, sorry. I was just about to say that because um, in the, the, the volumes that I got from that comicsology sale, it goes into... Uh, into like how he was the jackal, and it, it directly ties yeah, into kind of conspiracy. Yeah. So you really, and, and that was a fun. So I was glad I'd read that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But sorry, Tommy, you were about to say. Uh, just that you know, again, and we spoke about uh, Ben Riley last week um, for for several minutes, and and one of the things that I just really like about Ben Riley and what I have seen, and now that I've read uh, some good background in the '90s, is that um, he is becoming a character that I might want to pick up. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't, want, I don't want to, you know, regurgitate what we spoke about last week, but um, just the fact that, you know, there's there's more than meets the eye. He's not just Peter Ooh. Parker. He's not just Spider-Man, but, you know, he has his own demons that he's dealing with. Um, 
at which, you know, welcome to damnation, right? You know, maybe he is a mm. character that belongs here and it maybe maybe Ben Riley isn't in damnation just because it's, he's in Las Vegas. That could be, but mm. um but maybe uh his his narrative arc is gonna pan out through the damnation issues and through the, the damnation tie in issues. I think there's one more Ben Riley tie-in that's yeah. coming up, so I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. It, it, it kind of you can kind of say I guess he he is a little damned as well. I mean, Connor, you were mentioning that he's been resurrected countless times as well. Um, so uh, yeah, I guess in that sense, he's never really found peace as a clone. He's always you know searching for his identity. Um, whenever he dies, he seems to come back. Um, so I guess in that sense, he can. Yeah, definitely fit into this whole um, Midnight Suns being damned and all. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's a very interesting character. Um, look, let, let's pull the reins back a bit on that because we'll, um, we'll get into that when we get into the issue as well. Uh, I wanted to just say, first of all, uh, first off as well, I mean, um, what what is everyone else reading at the moment? And before we get into that, sorry, as well, Looney's, uh, there is... Um, <laughs> Moon Knight at the moment uh, is very little in 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 Scarlet Spider fifteen, um, but you know Scarlet Spider is quite quite um, an intriguing character and Moon Knight is in there, but uh, we'll we'll try to we'll try to tie it into Moon Knight where we can. But um, yeah, what's everyone reading at the moment? Um, Connor, Connor, oh, I'll uh, yeah, take it away. Uh, yeah. This week was a bloody fantastic week for was, comics there was uh, basically like all my favourite series I got like a new great issue of uh, my Transformers uh, absolutely hilarious touching issue I read uh, Black Bolt which came out a while ago uh-huh. that was amazing um, Secret Weapons Owen's story was just oh I haven't read that perfection yet perfection in comic book form um, awesome. just so much great stuff with uh, Spider-Man and the two-in-one I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just, yeah, just so much great stuff happening. I um, got to read an advanced copy of uh, Max Bemis's new book, uh, Lucy Dreaming, Ooh. coming out oh, next week. Oh, how is it? Yeah. It's, it's, it's really good. He, um, there's a lot crammed in that first issue, and he doesn't always hit the mark, but there's just okay. so much love behind the book, it's hard not to forgive it, and it's got great art and colouring, and it's just, it's a mixture of sweet punk and, like... Awesome, I guess, is the <laughs> is the weirdest way I go to, uh, go about it. But you know, we love Beamus here, and I love uh, the artist whose name I don't really know how to pl- pronounce, like Michael Dialness. Oh my god, yeah. Dialness, yeah, he, who did the Woods, and it's just it's a it's a gorgeous book. So C- can Keep you see on that one? Can you see Beam- can you see Beamus's, um distinct style in that like? Similar to Moon Knight, his his run on Moon Knight at the moment. Or? Oh no, so devoid. Which uh. I think you know. Like I said, you know, there's a, there's like a few missteps there, but I think that's just because he's inhabiting a genre that's so different from basically any work he's done before. This is a entirely different thing from anything we've seen from him before, which I guess is basically everything he's done, one thing to the next. Yeah, right, right. And uh, and Tommy, oh, and his, oh, well, uh, okay, sorry, Tommy. Then what what are you reading at the moment? Yeah, this week, um, uh, the only two issues that I read. Uh, were Doctor Strange 387 Excellent. and Ben Riley the Scarlet Spider 15. It's all you um, need. Just you know because because of life is busy, busy, busy. But um, I am subscribing to uh, Tom King's Mister Miracle, and so oh. issue seven came out this week. And if you've seen the cover, it's not ruining anything. But 
um, Mr. Miracle and Big Barda uh, uh, have a have a child together, and so the baby's born. And so I'm excited to dig into that because I, I've really grown to love Tom King. You know, uh, I'm picking up his Batman run that's out right now. Uh, the Vision series from a couple years ago, just unbelievable. Mm. Um, and the the Mr. Miracle series really is pretty cool. And again, I guess I'm showing something else that I'm, I guess I must be interested in, but the idea of mental illness. Yeah. Um, you know, not only with our, our boy Moon Knight here, and I'm sure we'll talk about it again, uh, there are elements of Ben Riley that seem to suggest that mm-hmm. um, he's not whole. And uh, his his mind might be fractured for a few different reasons. And in Mister Miracle, we're dealing with a character that perhaps is clinically depressed, and he's oh. uh, dealing with great loss. Um, um, but and in, even when there are amazing things happening around him, like uh, you know his wife Big Barda loves him, and uh, they have this child together. Um, there are parts of him that just don't seem right and so it's that's what uh has been really fun to read in mr Mr. miracle i I guess fun is not the right word to use but it uh it it adds a number of layers to the character and it's again not just a beat em up sock em up comic yeah um but it's 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 turning into you know what would probably be a proper graphic novel yeah um and so it's it, it it makes the reader question um question themselves a little bit so i'm looking forward to reading that but otherwise this week i, I only picked up the two damnation tie-ins to uh to, to read so. okay okay and and uh just a reminder to loonies out there um and anyone listening the damnation tie-in dr strange issue 387 will be covered in the defenders tv podcast episode which will be dropped i believe sometime this weekend so keep your ears out for that one that should be great um yeah tommy would you would you rate mr miracle um it got a lot of um it got a lot of credit i guess last year and 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 coming into this year as well would you would you put it up there as one of the titles to to get oh absolutely and i think that's uh the the accolades that the series has received so far Mm. from um pardon me many reviewers and critics has been nothing but good um, you know, uh, the quote that is on issue seven here on the cover from Wired, uh, like Wired.com, Wired Magazine, heartbreaking, funny, and human. It's an all-time classic at the making. And this is, uh, we're into issue seven of 12, so we're just breaking into the, um, the, the bottom half of the series. And it's, this is going to continue for the, for most of, um, or the better part of this year, 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, there's a, I think they've released one or two director's cuts of the first or second issue. Um, so those would be interesting to, or, or, you know, good for individuals to pick up. Um, I think that, uh, first printing of issue number one and maybe issue number two are going for at least 60 or $75 on eBay. Wow. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it has really become a very, um, much loved, uh, run. And I know that, uh, most of uh, us here on the, on the podcast today are, are read mostly Marvel, and I know that y'all read um, Valiant, and mm-hmm. I'm starting to get into to Image Comics. Um, but I, I pick up a few DC issues, and I'm really glad that my um, my comic shop, uh, so Deanna and Gavin Willard at Tardis Comics in Grand Rapids, I want to give them credit, 
Um, but Gavin uh, suggested this for me, and I'm, I'm glad that I picked it up because it's it's something that I know that I'm going to reread and reread and reread, and I know that 30 years from now it's going to stand as as one of the best comic series that I've read. So I'm it's I absolutely pick it up. Oh, fantastic! And and uh, Tommy, you'll have to after the show um, give me the details for that comic book store. I'd like to put it in this, um, the show notes as well for anyone out there who's around the area pick it up be um or to, to check out that store that'll be good um yeah rebecca i know that you you're probably drowning in a, a mountain of comic books at the moment i am at my <laughs> sister's house and i asked them to, i asked them to leave me out some comics yeah. and every room i go into has piles of trades for me like 22 awesome. volumes of invincible and um original teenage mutant ninja turtles i know connor will be very excited about that um i just threw it to one side uh astro city everywhere i look there's comics i've not read and it's it's a it's a great uh show of when even if you think you're well read you just go to somebody who doesn't read the same kind of comics as you and there's just this math but i mean i i I read the same as as most of you guys i read obviously i read doctor strange and bed riley Mm -hmm. uh i read two and one like connor and and also chip zadarsky's spectacular spider-man both excellent this week as connor said secret weapons owen's story was a perfect comic um, what else did I read? Also Transformers, because someone has got me into it. <laughs> I wonder who. <laughs> but I can legit say it's the only one this week that made me cry. Oh, wow. Uh, and actually made me not only cry, but also gasp, like proper, <gasps> oh. which is always great when it happens in comics. Uh, also, shout out to Michael Cray, the mm-hmm. uh, Wildstorm now DC. Oh, yes. Uh, issue where it's very fun and you've got an assassin being set on alternate versions of the uh, DC heroes so he's already taken out Green Arrow and Flash and he's doing Aquaman at the moment with the setup for who he's doing next and oh my god I cannot wait, it was brilliant also read Mr. Miracle although I've actually read uh, issue 7 um, and I um I it's a great run, but I didn't love this issue that much. But I think it's because I bought it in hard copy, because oh. I'm finally living somewhere for the next four weeks where <laughs> there's a comic shop within a twenty minute walk. Oh, that's so cool. And I went in and uh, actually picked it up on paper, and I have to say that I do not like adverts in uh, my atmospheric comics yeah. because yes it's incredibly atmospheric the art's yeah. gorgeous and it just takes you out of um, it and it, there is this very claustrous every issue of, of Mr. Miracle as Tommy said it's very into the sort of what's going on from a sort of there's a definite mental health perspective to it um, and a sort of breakdown of anxiety and what's real and what's not and and all the things that play into the character. Uh, it's a very serious take on him. And for some reason, I've read every other, I've read most of the other ones digitally, although I do have the first few issues in paper, but I bought them digitally because it's easier for me to read. And I did not un- realise how much the adverts would jar me out of it. Ah, oh, it's a bugger. Um, and I don't know if it was just me feeling a bit grouchy because I'd kind of read it. Because the, the actual story and everything in it is great. But I think I just, I read it and I just went, you know what, I'm just going to buy the trade now. Yeah. Or I'm just going to read it digitally. I'm just going to, but as Tommy says, these issues are all going to be worth a lot of money. It's another masterpiece by Tom King. I don't think, if, I don't think I 
personally like it as much as Sheriff of Babylon mm-hmm. or Amiga Men, but yeah. it's all going to depend on the last couple of issues, I think, like how it all ties together, what the actual answers are. But the first six are impeccable, and it's just this one that's had this hiccup for me. Um, but not saying it's bad. Because if I didn't, ha- if I could rip all the adverts out and reread it and have a different experience, um, but I guess I, I really didn't realise how much adverts could. If you've got a comic that's drawn you in that much, oh, and I should probably give a shout out to Falcon, which is a comic I never read. I read yeah. the first issue of, thought, nah, don't like it, and picked this one up because it had Misty Knight on the front. Because yes, I am a bit of an Iron Fist uh, obsessive. Yeah. And it was really good, and I feel really bad, so everyone should check out Falcon. Cool. And oh, yeah, also shout-out to all the indie publishers, like Lion Forge and Vault Comics and Image, who have, like, no ads. Oh, right, yeah. Thank you. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, you wouldn't have that problem at all um, with them, I guess. I, I can just imagine, Rebecca, you're reading, and then up pops an ad of, I don't know... Metamucil or something. So I just, sort of I just, I just want. I wanted, to, I wanted to take a photo of it yeah. just to show people because there's one where one of the adverts. I can't remember what it was, but it was for something quite comical. Yeah, and it's just like this very yeah, tense yeah. scene in the hospital of someone, you know, about to give birth. Yeah. And and then all of a sudden this kind of like hey buy this oh okay um, yeah, yeah <laughs> it's that, like that's, okay it's a bit silly yeah like I don't mind when they have the adverts at the front and back. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's for it's for a TV series on True TV called Impractical Jokers. Oh, okay. That's because. Uh, and you're like, eh, okay, yeah, <laughs> thanks, comic. It's just not Bendis is coming. Cause, oh, if uh, it's Bendis is coming, that would just make that just makes me laugh every time I see it. I, I mean, that's uh, we might get rid of that. Even the ad, there's also an advert for Tomb Raider and one for Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. But even those, oh no, there is a Bendis is coming one. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> but it's. The different the, the Bendis is coming is a two page spread, yeah. so it's not against an actual page of comic. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, and I don't. All the other comics are quite dark, so they're fine. It was just that one for Impractical Jokers, and I was like, "We're yeah. reading Mister Miracle here. Like, uh, can we not? Yeah, a bit ill placed, I think. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I hadn't realised. I think it's one of the things that's that once you switch to mostly digital. I didn't realise, but for the next few weeks, I'm going to be uh, buying a lot more paper. Yeah. Are you going to be buying more paper? Well, because I'm I'm now in a town yeah, that I can well, walk can to a comic to, shop, and the yeah, guy yeah. was lovely, and it was so nice. Yeah, uh, there are a lot of perks. And I'm, yeah, I wish I had a local comic shop. Yeah, and and we so. we have to urge as well. Like, yeah, I mean, copies are great, and it's great to read it, and digitals are good as well. But um, yeah, support your local comic book store if you can, um, because. Yeah, you're about you're bound to get lots of um, information from them as well, and and they're like minded as well. They're passionate about about collecting and reading, um, so there's no better place to to go. Um, yeah, I uh, look, I I followed similar to you guys. I, I followed um, Doctor Strange three eighty seven, and of course Ben Riley, Scarlet Spider. Uh, one of the highlights for me was, and this ties into our news. Um, I read Vampironica. I got that from Greg Yay. Smallwood. And oh, can I just say, I don't know how, um, I was just like in awe every, I was just, I was 
I was absorbing every panel that Smallwood was was drawing. It is so much fun to actually um, look at his artwork, um, and and the story was good. It kind of it, it kind of travelled on quite well, and it's it's like um, Veronica is a almost as like a blade. You know, she's a bit of a vampire hunter, but the oh, the artwork was just brilliant. So I'd have to give it you know a lot of stars just for for Greg Smallwood's art, um, and and of course. Um, yeah, Greg Smallwood and Meg Smallwood, uh, a pretty cool first issue, I think. So, um, story-wise, it was it was very good. Um, apart from that, just um, I caught up on Gideon Falls by Jeff Lemire, uh, oh, Midnight yes. alumni, and I thought that was really good. I love Sorrentino's artwork. Um, so that had a nice particular dark feel to it. Um, How horror was it? That's, no, uh, not, not too much. I was not, put not off yet. by the horror. How would you say, Connor? Would you... Um, yeah, not too bad. Like, mm. probably like. Oh, have you seen Twin Peaks, Rebecca? Yeah. Yes, it, it's kind of that book reads really like a TV show, like really like a Twin Peaks episode. It's like the horror stuff in that kind of turned up quite a bit, but it's it's kind of like unsettling, unsettling, and then here's one page of like dark and atmospheric, mm. and like dark and spooky. It's really just sort of yeah. It's uh, the book's more about being in this weird, unsettling atmosphere yes. than it is with like super disturbing imagery, a la like like psychological I don't horror. Have an Would you call it that? Or? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I might check it out then. It's pretty good. I mean, look, it's yeah, it's a nice first issue. Uh, it's got me, it's got me intrigued um, and keen to read it. But other than that, um, yeah, the, uh, I got a big haul from Comicsology, so that will keep me going for the next five years. So. um yeah, there's plenty, there's plenty, plenty to read. Um, okay, guys, I think let's um, let's head over to a very short bit of news. Um, again, uh, kind of trying to fish around for Moon Knight related news. Not much except for the Moon Knight alumni. Uh, as mentioned before, Vampironica had come out has come out and it's come out with um, with great reviews. Uh, so comic comics beats uh, reviewed Vampironica and um, it's quite. They got a favorable favorable review, um, as well as uh, what was this one from again? Newsarama. Um, it, it features is one of the best shots for Vampironica. Eight out of ten, gorgeous debut. So, um, getting a lot of accolades there. Uh, the second bit of news, uh, Connor. Can I throw that one to you? The first point, I guess, just the date release. Uh, yes, uh, Century by Jeff Lemire. We. Uh Tommy Ray and I spoke about being very hyped for it, and Rebecca is very much the same, uh, is dropping the 6th of June uh, with solicitation should be this, like, Monday coming, yeah? Right. No, that's DC. DC is Mondays. Ah. Uh, Marvel should be, like, Wednesday or something. Sorry. Oh, sweet. So still next week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I was a bit... That's a bit anal. Oh, no, that's all right. It's <laughs> yeah, good to be, uh, to be yeah. right on. Yeah. Yes. That's a, that's that is cool. super exciting. So, yes, that's releasing on the 6th of June and we will get the rest of the solicitations with the new Moon Knight issues and all the other issues coming out around then too mm-hmm. which is super exciting fantastic um, yeah so Sentry Scarlet Spider Moon Knight and uh, Mr. Miracle all seem to have all something in common there <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah I think we're all, uh, we're all we've all got kind of similar tastes uh, alright I think it's time now for us to... Mm, actually, Tommy, I was going to actually throw it to you. Shall we... Um, what do you reckon? I think we might do a, a spotlight first, yeah? On Scarlet Spider? Yeah. 
Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, uh, everybody please fill in the gaps. Cause like I said, I've just done a little bit of, uh, research by reading some of the, the nineties issues and, um, just looking up online, having conversations with my students again. Um, and that's where I, I gotta, you know, thank my students cause it's been a lot of fun, um, these last couple weeks doing some research on characters that I don't read as often as say Moon Knight. So, mm-hmm. so that's been really great. Um, so Scarlet Spider, um, again, one of the more, uh, I think elusive characters in my reading, um, but has become very interesting, um, uh, just because again, there seems to be a lot to the character that we don't necessarily see, but he's also, as goes with many comic book characters, um, and is the nature of comics. He's a very confusing character, uh, just because he is a clone of Peter Parker. And several times uh, throughout the probably the 80s, but also the 90s, um, their personalities have, have switched in a way because somebody tells them that Peter is actually the clone and then Ben Riley becomes Spider-Man for a while and then that reverses again and then it reverses and reverses and reverses. So um, bear with me here. So uh, Ben Riley has his roots um, as a clone that was created by Miles Warren, who uh, is a villain uh, known as the Jackal. Mm -hmm. And so Miles Warren, before he began engaging with uh, uh, Gwen Stacy or Peter Parker, uh, he was actually employed by the High Evolutionary Intransia on Mount Wondegore, which is where we uh, met Elsa Bloodstone in last week's Damnation 2. Yeah. And so uh, the High Evolutionary... Uh, in his laboratories, his compound, his his base, um, Warren uh, worked as some type of scientist and uh, gained the name the Jackal um, out of uh, a mistake that he made um, and was expelled from uh, the High Evolutionary's uh, employ. But later he goes on to become a professor, a teacher at Empire State University. Uh, he has students like Gwen Stacy, Peter Parker, um, and sometime... He requested that his students donate a few drops of blood for an experiment that they were conducting in class. And so from that, uh, Miles Warren, uh, the Jackal, then uh, starts creating these clones. Mm -hmm. And the first clone that he creates uh, becomes Kane, uh, the villain. Um, It's kind of a defective clone of Peter Parker. And it's through Kane that Miles Warren uh, discovers that uh, Parker's blood is irradiated. Um, and so he then begins creating these other clones and sometime along the way, he creates the clone that would become, uh, Ben Riley. Um, but that, but Ben Riley didn't have the name yet. He just thought that he was Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. And so he and, uh, Spider-Man, Peter Parker, uh, they have a few bouts. They, they fight. Um, they both think that they're Peter Parker, the original and the clone. Um, and then, uh, after a time, um, I want to say it was, uh, Aunt May is on her deathbed or she's very ill, but Peter Parker refuses to allow the clone, um, to be present while she's dying or while she's sick or while she's ill. And so the clone, um, is basically forced out of, uh, the lives of, um, I think it's Gwen, it might be Mary Jane by this point. Um, uh, but 
but then he is then essentially expelled for five years of exile, and that's when he really becomes Ben Riley, and he gets the name Ben Riley from um, Uncle Ben, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> Aunt May's maiden name Riley, oh, and so okay. he becomes uh, Ben Riley uh, and, and the Scarlet Spider, as dubbed by the, the newspapers. Um, but again, he has retained throughout his entire life as a clone. He has retained all of Peter Parker's memories, and he uh, and 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 his his emotions, and, and and he is a perfect clone of Peter Parker. And so they are both essentially Spider-Man. Um, and then there's a bit too in the '90s where uh, Peter Parker is being mopey and um, talking to MJ. And he decides to leave New York City for a time. Um, and he thinks that he has failed the world and he's made all these mistakes and people die when he gets involved. And Mary Jane basically smacks him out of it and says, Peter, you're an idiot. Uh, you know, you're a superhero. You've saved thousands, maybe millions, maybe even billions of lives. Um, and, uh, Parker asks Ben Riley to kind of take over as Spider-Man. Um, in New York while he's on his own self-imposed exile. And so it's just, you know, I don't know if that's 90s okay. being 90s, but the back and forth of uh, I'm Spider-Man, no, I'm Spider-Man, mm. well, no, you're Ben Riley, no, I'm Ben Riley. you're the Scarlet Spider, switching in, you know, it was just, it's, it, it's been very confusing. Yeah. And so I don't appreciate that aspect of the character, um, but what I really do like is that uh, later... And Connor and Rebecca, if you can speak to this, but um, in speaking with one of my students, uh, he told me that uh, the Jackal found out that with these clones and, and the defected clones, there's this um, like cellular degeneration process uh, that allowed the Jackal to essentially um, create many many clones so i you know yeah. upwards of 25 or, or 26 clones over and over and over again just to let them die and so um what i've found and and, and correct me if i'm wrong on this is that the, these clones of ben riley or peter parker whatever you want to say uh, call it um they kind of remember that process of being created and then dying and then created mm-hmm. and dying over and over and over again 25 26 27 28 times um and that essentially has pushed Ben Riley to the brink of, uh, you know, for lack of a, a better term here, insanity. And so that's where, you know, Scarlet Spider has become um, most interesting for me is this idea that he has been tortured, essentially, um, in almost 30 different lives. And uh, he becomes a very sympathetic character for me, um, not only because he's cool, right? You know, he's got, a, I think, a really cool costume with the... <laughs> Late 1980s, early 1990s, ripped off sweatshirt, right? <laughs> I love the hood. Um, I think it's good. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. love the costume, yeah. yeah. But, but the, like, the, the muscle building, you know, yeah. torn off arm sweatshirt yeah. <laughs> is just kind of silly. Yeah. Um, but the design of his costume has been pretty consistent um, from the 90s into the current run including um, Damnation, Scarlet Spider, issue 15, where he has, like, web-fluid packs uh, on a belt, but also as wrist bracelets, but also as ankle bracelets. Um, but then as we see in um, Damnation 15, um, he, you know, and has has other cargo packs and, yeah. and leather packs. And in some of the 90s comics, he even has these little pouches that he carries that 
don't necessarily have web fluid in them. And so he just seems kind of like a rugged, uh, almost like a, like a ranger or almost like a Ronin type. And not Ronin as in the, the Marvel character, but Ronin as in um, the samurai without a master to serve, uh, the lone gunman, um, and, and just trying to figure out how he fits in in the world. And uh, again, the idea that his mind has retained not only the memories um, and the life of Peter Parker, um, but the fact that perhaps his mind has retained the memory of being resurrected in a way or cloned, whatever we should say, and then killed, you know, two yeah. dozen times um, really starts to show that that this is a character that is struggling with with much more than. Um, your average Marvel character. Yeah. Um, and I know that, that many contemporary characters that, that are created, um, in the, in the, the 2000 teens here for the first time and they get their own series, like thinking like Moon Girl, for example, these characters are rich and they have, um, the, the this depth of character and, and the creators ensure that they have some flaw. Uh, whether that ultimately becomes tragic or, or maybe it's or a fatal flaw or maybe it's just um, something that is going to get them into trouble every six issues. But Ben Riley has had that since the beginning, um, and that wasn't something that some writer just wrote in 10 years after he was created to make this character more interesting to boost up sales. Yeah. Ben Riley, I feel, has really been... Um, ha- has been able to maintained that 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 rich um deep well-rounded uh set of characteristics and so i'm excited to see where he goes i'm excited to to pick up these uh last what 16 17 or 18 issues from this current run that uh you were (laughs) mentioning before Uh, but just the idea that that he is um He's, he's not of a sound mind, potentially, and that he is struggling with things that we can't see. Again, that, that's what led me into Moon Knight. Yeah. Um, there are aspects of Batman that are just like that, too. And I, I really appreciate that, and I'm, I'm excited to see what his role is going to be in, in Scarlet Spider, or excuse me, in Damnation, rather than just somebody that throws cement trucks at <laughs> Avengers Ghost Riders, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, I think so, I think he's um yeah, and and the more that we we del- kind of delve into his history, the more kind of appropriate he is in amongst this damnation thing. And uh, what you've raised, Tommy's, um, there are a couple of really good points in the fact that, uh, of course, the parallels between himself and Moon Knight. Look, although both were were done in very different ways, um, Scarlet Spider's almost like really a ramped up version of Moon Knight, isn't he? with regards to resurrection um both have been resurrected moon knight was resurrected as well and it's kind of affected them and it kind of for me it it harks back to um almost uh like kind of pet cemetery or flatliners kind of um mythos Mm -hmm. in the sense that you know once you're resurrected or you come back from the dead or from you know the shining light at the end of the tunnel uh you come back affected and uh and we see this you know with with scarlet spider and we see it with moon knight as well so it's um it's got i think it's got that kind of thread running through it and it very much reminds me of of those kind of movies and those kind of um yeah, that kind of uh, chain of thought of what happens if you're to be resurrected. You come back, but you're not quite, you know, as you were. But I think he was always designed that way. I mean, because mm. from what I understand of the original Clone Saga, which I started reading and, and was just 
wasn't in the mood for when I started mm. reading it, obviously. But I mean, that whole thing about that not really being sure at one point which was the clone that they pulled on him. Right, yeah. It's like, that's got to mess you up before you even start True. dying and being rezzed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So he's always, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. always had that kind of... Um, Identity crisis, basically. Yeah. Pretty, yes, if we're, <laughs> we're going to go DC with it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I mean, like that—that's got to really mess with you, and then mm-hmm. add mm-hmm. everything else since, and then you get more to the the Moon Knight comparisons as well. But I think he is one of those um, characters that people who are of the age where the Clone Saga was going on just like passionately love him, and we're all kind of—I'm scrambling a bit to catch up with him. Yeah, I will say that from reading the first two volumes of this. Um, one of the things that I think was done particularly well was how he gets back in the standard costume. Ah, yes. Yeah. 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 I thought that was, I loved it so much. It was, I was really like, cool. I love you. I, I love you comic writers. Sometimes yeah. you're just a joy. Yeah. You've given us all the, the Scarlet Spider outfit we want, but yeah. you've done it in a totally sensible way yeah. of somebody who's come from this clone conspiracy thing and is now sort of coming back to that role. Yeah, I, I like his... Um, like Rebecca, are you referring to the the fact that he essentially steals his costume? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right. He's, well, hey, he, and I, what, Rebecca, why don't you go for it and tell everybody about it? You know, who does he steal it from? He steals it from a cosplayer. <laughs> a Scarlet Spider yeah. cosplayer. Yeah. Which yeah. is just... I mean, they're in Vegas, so, like... Yeah. And then he runs into a bunch of people dressed up as various Spider-Man. Yeah, the the, and, the, um, the, uh, na- the neighbourhood yeah. of web, web slingers or something. They're, they're like a, um, yeah, a neighbourhood yeah. watch group, and they're uh, Spider-People. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... It's, it's really fun. It is pretty funny. It is good. Um yeah, that that is quite. I, I did like his older costume, like where, what he started with, that kind of revamped costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was, was pretty good too. It's yeah. got the Gwen, Gwen, um, the Spider Gwen kind of hood, and it, it kind of showed his mouth off a bit more. But um, yeah, his his um, old costume was really cool as well. Um, the other thing I, I wanted to draw comparisons or, or ask you guys as well with Scarlet Spider and and Peter Parker, the whole fact that okay, so as you said, Tommy, he was cloned from peter parker he's got all the traits of peter parker of spider-man as well but there must be an inherent difference i guess in personality between um between peter and ben riley which makes them kind of um veer away onto their own different paths and for me reading the first volume of um of scarlet spider it, it seems very apparent that he's not as um upstanding i guess as peter parker but um did you guys um do you guys get that sense of the scarlet spider not being not being morally his moral compass isn't, yeah for sure yeah. i think we'll yeah. get into it when we start this issue mm-hmm. but i mean it's the it's the nature versus nurture yes thing, exactly exactly so yeah, you know we know that we know that Uncle Ben shaped Peter mm-hmm. and yes. Aunt May, but you know, like we know those things shape Peter to the core. Yeah, and uh, and yeah. Ben doesn't have that exactly. And, and I like the fact that this kind of draws it out, and the fact that you know the Scarlet Spider is meant to be a clone, um, but as you rightly say, it actually makes Peter Parker more special because uh, it was his upbringing by Ben Riley, uh, not Ben Riley, by Uncle Ben. 
that um, yeah, that kind of formed this really unique character in Spider-Man, the guy that you see in Homecoming and in the comics. Um, you know, when he's down and he has a building on top of him, he finds that little bit extra. You know, and he's he's always kind of he never gives up, and that's what I really like about Spider-Man. Um, having said that, Sp- Scarlet Spider is very just as interesting, I think, in Peter Parker, but in so many different ways. And as you say, we'll get into that with the comics. So, um, yeah, I think. Um, oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. Right? That, yeah, no, that was it. Um, yeah, that that's sort of the uh, the great thing about the Peter David run is that it did that for Scarlet uh, for Ben's character because Ben's character really was back in the day just Spider Man but mm-hmm. better. Like the the whole thing was that he was you know he was Spider Man but he didn't have the Parker luck because he was a clone and that made him better back in the nineties and then yeah. you know the identity crisis was his. Um, you know, his moral thing back in the 90s, but he was still a very wholesome hero, and it was kind of cool what they did in the clone conspiracy from Slot and what Peter David built upon, because the thing with Ben Riley is that while I grew up with him and loved him for his cool hoodie costume and the thing, the problem is that he came from the clone saga in yeah. the 90s, yeah. which sucks. Like, it's a <laughs> terrible event, right. you know, it is. Mm. Often contributed to the thing that killed Marvel Comics oh, in the 90s. okay. The first thing that led my, like, not the first thing, no, definitely not. That was the entirety of the 90s, but it was kind of the massive <laughs> signpost of, like, yeah, this is where Marvel Comics went into bankruptcy. Yeah. Like, it is. Um, and that's sort of the, you know, the problem. I love Ben Riley with all my heart because I read him as a kid, but, you know, going back through, it's, it's fair that you'd go, nah, not for me because, you know, over 50% of the stories he's in suck. You know, you yeah. kind of almost, you get those epic collections, you kind of have to look up a best of to find the things where you're like, all right, what's good? And so, you know, it's kind of unfortunate visiting in, visiting in the back after being a kid because, you know, it's not that great. Yeah. And I still love this character. but And I think it's such a great evolution that um, Slot then Peter David just kind of went, okay, he was... Peter Parker, but, you know, outside of being Peter Parker, what actually, you know, is the fundamental core of being a clone more than just... Yeah. What, what are the psychological impacts, as you said? And they really yeah. delved into that and why he sort of became unhinged in this run and why you're so right about the uh, um, Uncle Ben thing. Mm. Yeah, it it, it, um, it actually just adds so much more, la- so many more layers to him, and it's um, for this day and age where where all the comic readers are quite savvy now, like you know, wanting a bit more depth to all their characters. I think Peter, Peter David and Dan Slott have, have full credit to them. They've done really well with Ben Riley, and um, as Rebecca, as you said earlier on, and and Tommy, uh, this is something that I never would have thought of collecting or, or even looked into. Um, so hats off to, to Damnation for opening our eyes. Um, to how how complicated and interesting a character the Scarlet Spider is. Uh, look, I'm just raring to go with this um, with this comic book review. Um, having no, oh sorry, uh, Tommy, is there anything else um, on Ben uh, Ben Riley uh, by way of I guess uh, power set and stuff like that? H- how does he stack up? It- uh, just that he 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 is has all the same yeah. powers as. Um, Peter Parker. Yeah. Uh, one thing that, and I don't want to take this away from Rebecca in, when we get over the moon in just a minute, but we see something slightly different with his spider sense in this issue, so I'd like yeah. to talk about that later. Very good. Mm, um, true. But uh, the 
Only other thing I think that I want to say is that, you know, with, where Connor was mentioning that Peter was raised by Uncle Ben and Aunt May, um, Ben Riley really raised himself yeah. um, as an adult. He never really had a childhood, and when he has to relive these lives knowing that he's been tortured almost 30 times, um, it really messes him up. And so he, the, the, the current Ben Riley from the panels that I have seen, and even in this issue, um, as as volatile as as he is uh, at times, it's it, he seems to be less angry and more. I, I think less angry at the world around him, yeah. or maybe he's more angry at the world around him. I don't know, but he's. I think he's dealing with a lot of resentment that he's not Spider Man, right? He's yeah. not Peter Parker, even though he is Peter Parker. Um, he's forced out of New York in a way, or maybe he, he self-imposes that, that removal. Um, but he's just, he's very complex. And I, you know, I'm not sure we see anything too new from him in this damnation issue, but I, I do look forward to continuing this part of the discussion after we go over the moon. Yeah. I mean, look, he, as you said, uh, he's, he might be a little less angry, you may or may not be a little less angry, but he's no less dangerous as well. Um, and we see, we see, and we'll get into Damnation, um, Scarlet Spider 15, but we see also, um, casting back to issue one of Ben Riley's Scarlet Spider, he has no problems using firearms and he actually shoots a mugger, um, through the kneecap, um, just to make, yeah. it, make a point. Yeah. When saving that lady. Um, so he, he's quite brutal in that sense and he hasn't got that kind of, um, filter which i think peter parker does um, and again it shows their different paths so yeah yeah very um very cool uh anything on supporting characters um tommy or connor or um rebecca i, I was thinking more uh, um on along long, uh, along the lines of mercury um towers um in the current run there seems to be slate which is that bodyguard and cassandra um yeah and and, 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 and and june too yeah yeah yeah. Oh, and on June as well. Yeah, yeah, as well. So, um, kind of, was there earlier on in the nineties? Were apart? I guess they were all. It would either be all Peter Parker, Kane, Gwen Stacy, Mary Jane. That would be all the supporting characters, right? Of the Scarlet Spider as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah, he was kind of he tapped into um, the Clone Saga, and then when he took over as Peter Parker, when. Um, Tommy said and with his great summary about him becoming Peter Parker and that back and forth because for some reason Marvel editorial thought that fans would react positively if they kicked out their favourite character by making <laughs> him look like a wuss and replacing him with a clone because <laughs> that's what they did back then because they were idiots yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah um, he, he his relationship with Kane is probably one of the like the most interesting things yeah, I wonder, that I think definitely came out of that character yeah th they were always at loggerheads right yeah, yeah, okay. because, um, now this is the part where I might, I get myself, I believe, yeah, because Kane was, I believe, the first clone, the imperfect clone, you know, it's why he, mm -hmm. he's disfigured, he's got the scars, and then Ben Riley is the one that came out perfect, like uh, Peter Parker, but almost better, so, you know. Right. I believe in, like, the original clone saga, he's pitted against Ben, like, you know, this is everything, you're not, you failure, like, sort of thing. Yeah. Okay, right. And you get a bit of that in the um, current run as well, which is really well done, and that's the reason yeah. I went back on, because um, someone posted a screen cap of, like, hey, Kane's in this run. I'm like, mm. all right, there goes my money. Yeah. And then I really enjoyed yeah. that issue, so I bought the rest. <laughs> yeah, really do like Kane. Yeah. 
Okay, cool. Well, um, yeah, that that um, seems to cover it for Scarlet Spider. So with all that information under our belts and for loonies listening as well, I think it's time to go over the moon. <gasps> yes, the summary of Ben Riley, Scarlet Spider, Volume 1, Issue 15, uh, part of the Damnation tie-in event. It's released this week, so the 14th of March, I think, was the Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, writer Peter David, pencils and inks Will Sliney, colorist Rochelle Rosenberg, letterers Nicest Man in Comics, species <laughs> Joe Caramagna, uh, and the editors Devin Lewis, Nick Lowe, and Tom Groneman. Ben Riley returns to Mercury Towers after a brief run-in with Mysterio, and he's surprised to see Aunt June missing from her favourite slot machine. He's greeted by a mysterious young girl when he goes up to Aunt June's, um, what's he got? He's got her uh, big suite Mm -hmm. in the hotel, and his aunt's nowhere to be seen. Uh, The young girl introduces herself as Jezebel, and she reveals to Ben that her employers have Aunt June. Sensing trouble afoot, and in typical Scarlet Spider fashion, Ben threatens the small girl, despite the fact she's quite young. All that's irrelevant as it doesn't take long before we see that Jezebel is not what she seems. With an undetermined psionic ability, she thrusts Ben across the room and gains his attention. Before anything else can happen, the apartment shakes viciously and a surprised Ben Riley suspects that Jezebel has something to do with it. Jezebel, addressing Ben as Scarlet Spider now, tells him of the recent eruption around Las Vegas and Doctor Strange's attempt to resurrect the city with and the subsequent arrival of the Hotel Inferno. Ben asks Jezebel uh, if she's part of Mephisto's crew, but to his surprise, she says she's not. Instead, she works for another organisation, the Diogenes Initiative, and she urges the Scarlet Spider to join the fight with the Midnight Suns to overturn the chaos Mephisto has wrought on Las Vegas. Reminding him that they still have Aunt June, Scarlet, Skyder, Scarlet Spider agrees to join the fray but before departing, he manages to dish out some just desserts of his own. Outside, all of Las Vegas is slowly turning to demons, and the Scarlet Spider manages to save a local gun shop owner from the clutches of a demonic McDonald's employee. In gratitude, the owner gives Ben an arsenal of weapons, but it's not long before they see another demon behind the wheel of a cement mixer terrorising the local population who haven't yet turned to the dark side. The Scarlet Spider commandeers the truck and his spidey sense leads him to where real trouble awaits. It's the Avengers, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Falcon, Thor and Hawkeye and they've recently been transformed to Ghost Riders by Mephisto. Nearby, the Midnight Suns, our gang, are poised to engage in battle with them but the battle is abruptly interrupted as the Scarlet Spider slams the truck into the demonic Avengers. The Scarlet Spider then greets the Midnight Suns and says, follow me. Yes. Um, so yeah, a, um, a fun-filled issue and uh, we are happy to report that Moon Knight has kept his shenanigans to a minimum here, so no running around with arrows in legs um, and no funny quips. Um, to uh, remind anyone listening to us as well, so Rebecca just gave us a great bare bones, which is the synopsis 
of the issue that we're reviewing, um, we will be looking at four main aspects, four main themes of the issue that we'd like to discuss, and that kind of um, built up the whole issue as it was, um, and any notes um, that we can come up with that are just kind of sundry notes um, and little points of observation. Um, and to cap that all off, we each give it a Crescent Dart rating out of five. So as always as well, um, I might ask Connor first, what were your first impressions of this issue? Well, I thought it was... Okay. Um, uh, yeah, like I said, I've really been enjoying this run. I thought this um, issue contained a bit of the fun. It was kind of just like... What happened in the lead up to this is, you know, it wasn't... It wasn't too exciting. It felt, you know, a little short and underwhelming. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, like, you know, like, I think it was a bit a bit better than mediocre, but didn't really do anything new or fun for me, and I think it's setting up enough um, to make the next issue more interesting, mm -hmm. because we have 16 coming up, and then um, hopefully the issues after that... Um, will continue to be, you know, just a lot of fun. And we'll talk about what happened at the end there. Mm. Yeah, yes, we will. Um, Rebecca, how about you? What were your first impressions of issue 15? Um, I, I'm, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I think it's uh, reading all, I mean, I've read everything so far mm -hmm. from Damnation, which I wasn't expecting to. I was expecting to skip this one because I thought I'd catch it in trade, but then when we, when you were saying, come on the podcast, I was like, oh, yeah. I'll pick it up. <laughs> and uh, and it's, it's, it's quite jarring that Doctor Strange seems to be the must-read. Yes. Like, almost more than the event book itself. Yes. Uh, and yeah, uh, so it was kind of weird to read Damnation 2 and then come back to one which quite clearly says in the front page this takes place between issues one and two. So it's filling in gaps, yeah. and it's bringing in the people who've been reading Ben Wiley, which is great, but you will feel a little bit of that kind of... You know when you used to go into comic shops and buy things out of order? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It feels a little bit like that. Kind of going um, backtracking. Yeah, yeah. and I, I imagine when they put it in trade, this will come before issue two of Damnation, so it'll all seem a little bit more... Um, like this fit together a bit more smoothly but I enjoyed it for what it was I still like the character I, you know I'm glad I read those first two volumes mm -hmm. so I had some idea who Aunt June was but it would yeah. have been fine I mean it's fine without that true and I think the next issue is going to be like I think like Connor just said the next issue is the one to watch yeah yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I guess this is the first tie-in from Scarlet Spider. This is just getting him into the action yeah. of Damnation, yeah. so, and which is cool. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully we'll see, yeah, we'll see what he does in his unhinged, you know, manner. Um, Tommy, how about you with initial impressions? I enjoyed it, mm -hmm. um, but I think I enjoyed it uh, for a couple different reasons. One, um, this was essentially my first... Uh, comic book issue uh, exposure to Ben Riley, the Scarlet Spider. So I like that I was learning a lot about the way that he processes the world around him, the way that he reacts, um, uh, getting to know his humor. Um, but I also enjoyed it just as the fact that it was part of this damnation event. And I, I mentioned across several minutes last week just the reasons why I'm really or buying into the damnation event. Yes. So I like that uh, this was just world building and showing us a little bit more of what 
life is like in Las Vegas, especially um, after Secret Empire. But I'd say that the issue for me, again, as as a newcomer, read kind of like it, it had to me the similar tone of uh, Spider Man and Deadpool comic. Okay. In the mm-hmm. sense that not not that this was a buddy comic or you know Spider Man versus Deadpool, you know the two going against each other um, and the hijinks therein. But I guess that what I mean is that the the, the tone of the character writing um, was a mix of of, of humor and and showing us that uh, Ben Riley's kind of questionable ethics, um, but you know even just the the splash page that we have toward the end of the issue, um, which again I won't speak uh, about in too much detail, but th- there's this splash page toward the end of the issue that showcases Scarlet Spider and makes him look exactly like Deadpool. Ah, um, yeah, yeah. Which for for me was fun, and, and we'll talk about that in a bit, but yeah. Um, so, so I enjoyed it. I, I wouldn't say that like, if, if I were to have just picked up this issue, I probably wouldn't be keen to pick up other Ben Riley Scarlet Spider issues. But, you know, based off of last week's discussion, based off of, of today's discussion, he is a character that I, I'm going to seriously think about picking up in the future. Yeah. Uh, I would, um, I would align myself very much with your, your thoughts, Tommy, actually, as well. I, I, um, I found myself quite excited by this because I don't know anything about the Scarlet Spider and, and again, having talked about it last week, uh, I, was, I came into this issue kind of wide-eyed and, and um, kind of trying to absorb everything because uh, he sounded like a really cool character when we discussed him and uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought um, I thought it was great. I, I really enjoyed the art as well. Uh, William Sliney, I hadn't heard of before, but to me he's got a bit of a mix of... Um, of Mark Bagley, a bit of Dale McKean, and a little bit of Gary Frank, which um, I, I like mm-hmm. that sort of art. Uh, nice and clean, but, um, yeah, it's... Um, I mean, I think the colours help as well. Um, so I really enjoyed the art in this. Uh, I thought the the story ticked along. Um, it, it had a lot more, I guess, to say than Damnation 2. Um, so <laughs> at least it was... Mm. And, again, it's because I'm coming into it new and fresh into Scarlet Spider, I kind of was absorbing it all, and, and to me, I found it it was quite um, entertaining. Uh, in the scheme of things, if you look back at it um, from a different perspective, it really doesn't tell you that much more than what Damnation is already. Uh, you know, Hotel Inferno coming out of the ground, um, and basically where we were um, at the end of Damnation Two. Uh, but yeah, I was I was very very happy with this issue actually and um and it furthers the point that you said rebecca that i think the tie-ins um doctor strange definitely but for me scarlet spider even um is is quite a strong tie-in compared to the core books so uh, i'm already telling you iron fist is going to be a very strong tie yeah uh, you've you've told me you've told me many times how excited you are for iron fist and i i understand your excitement it's i'm i'm rubbing my hands i'm basically for it as well it's going to be so cool so um um, yeah, tie-ins seem to be ruling ruling this event at the moment. Um, sorry, Connor, you were... But I think Tommy's totally right. He does come across very much as a kind of uh, Spider-Man Deadpool amalgam. Oh, totally. Which is, I love. Yeah, totally. And it is really <laughs> reminiscent of... Um, if you read the Spider-Man Deadpool um, comic before they switched to the Spider-Man versus Deadpool, mm. it is it's very much that humour. It and, is, and isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, I love them. It's so. really cool. 
Um, okay, so with our initial thoughts, um, how about we, we get stuck into it? We've got four main aspects, and since there's four of us, hey, why don't we do one each? Um, I don't know whose is whose, um, but uh, Rebecca, do you want to kick us off? I'll, I'll kick you off with one I can't answer. <laughs> um. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I, um, right. So maybe Connor can. Maybe Connor, yeah, Connor. Uh, yeah. Oh, mine was, mine was a rubbish one. I actually think there's um one of the really fun standouts, and this was kind of actually perfectly follows on from the um, Spider-Man Deadpool um, comment. Uh, there's a great little action scene with um, Ben Riley and the uh, demon fighting that McDonald's, yep. uh, that McDonald's oh, employee that. That so demon. Cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, but it, it's it's so great that it's um. You know, really is that perfect Spider-Man Deadpool because you got to get this sort of great, fun web slinging uh, action of you know, pulling the webs in two different directions and swinging them up and flying around by the seat of the web and you know all this crazy stuff and then you get that bit of Deadpool that comes from Ben Riley's mental state when you uh, hear his inner monologues about the situation. And then mm, yeah. as soon as he you know throws this demon to his probable death he immediately like suits up like yeah. gung-ho yeah and it's, just, it, it's just so great like it's just kind of just sort of such a definitely like the most fun and funny part of this issue of just what someone like ben riley without that superhero complex would do in a an apocalypse type situation it's just like what i hope we get to see more of in 16 like that was just so fun it's like hell yeah why wouldn't you are you really Gonna want to just rely on your fists against yep. fire-breathing demons, and there's you know, some really the nice Spider-Man art action. there as well. Like beautiful, the, the, yeah. and the where it's all blurry. Yes, because he's yeah. like they're flying off. Not a really mm. nice stuff. Uh, and I like how Peter David um, really does um, think about stuff that you usually would take for granted. Like I like the idea how he kind of um, makes focus um how ben riley you know will stick to the ground because he's a spider right he sticks to walls but the demon's so strong he just like breaks him from the ground and and off he goes um so just those little things because you know that that would be an advantage like you can anchor yourself if you're a spider person um anchoring yourself to the ground would be like a really really difficult thing to overcome but uh, i like how he he points that out peter david Um, I agree. Yeah. So, uh, okay, yeah. Um, Tommy, how about you? What would you say well, your main aspect for this? Yeah, sure. I, I had a, a couple things that, that came up. Um, and I, one of the, the things that I, I, I was thinking about, speaking about, was just the idea that we see um, Ben Riley's questionable morality mm-hmm. and the humor that comes out of that. And so it was a very funny issue. But I, I think rather what I'd, I'd say is a main aspect is the art, is Sliney's art. And I know that um, Rebecca, maybe it was you several minutes ago, or, or, or Ray, just saying that you hadn't really heard of Sliney before. Yeah. Um, but especially to play off of and piggyback off of Connor's um, uh, uh, comments on the, the fight scene, or as we have in the notes, Scarlet Ruins Sucky Demon. <laughs> nice what? job, Connor. Um, but uh, but but the the art in this issue I thought was really cool because yeah. it, it at first it, it looks very clean. It does, and that to me is is uh, is a contemporary Spider-Man comic. It should look clean, and while Scarlet Spider is not 
Spider-Man, uh, I liked how Sliney mixed my wish for those clean lines um, with uh, a lot of really interesting action and movement. And and someone just mentioned uh, just two minutes ago about the, the blurred mm-hmm. uh, yes. uh, images that we have, especially in that flying scene. Um, but I think even it, within the apartment when um, Jezebel, the, the child demon, um, forces Ben and throws him into a chair yeah. and he flies across the room and the chair falls backwards. There's some great humor there. there is. Um, I love humor, that. Not that. Just, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a so great, great scene. Humor not just in the dialogue, but humor in the the, the action and the movement. And if I, I can't tell you what number scene this is, but it's the the page where there's this this bleeding panel where uh, Ben is thrown um, by Jezebel and there's this, this orange background and, and yeah. she has these flames coming out of her eyes and Ben bleeds off of that panel but then you see him fly across the room and then for three the three final panels he's motionless <laughs> and that just his legs staying in the same position as we read the the, the, the dialogue there um, the, the, the contrast between his flying across the room and then being forced to stay still for a few minutes is, or a few moments is, was really cool. Um, but then again, again, uh, with the, uh, the, the surging, um, uh, tower, the hotel Inferno, which was just, you know, the background the nice. exposition of, Hey, this is what happened before. But the perspective that we see looking up yeah. at the hotel Inferno, nice. uh, and, mm-hmm. and just because of the lines around it, it, it looks as if, this is still presently surging out of the ground. And so I really appreciated that as well um, insofar as Sliney's art. Um, but then again, the, the, the flying scene, there's great humor in that. Um, and I don't want to take that away from somebody else as an aspect, but the moment that Ben Riley is ripped off of the floor mm. um, as he's holding on to this flying demon, um, and we see the blurred motion of the demon, we can just imagine the demon's... Uh, flapping his wings uh and then just that entire flying fighting scene was just really cool and again that that blurred motion and i realized that's probably an effect that is created via you know a, a, a computer or maybe in digital art yeah. but it's so well done he's good and uh, again in contrast to the previous panels um, and he has just, bits it, of the floor stuck to his feet as well, so they right, come with right, air, which is right. just and, a lovely and, detail. And they're, they're crumbling beneath him, and um, it just really made it seem like these five or six pages were nonstop action. And I, I, I thought that was really cool, because sometimes a comic can read fairly slowly, especially, you know, Rebecca, you were mentioning before um, with uh, advertisements in, um, yeah. in the floppies. Yeah. And I, I, I pick up hard copies um, of my comics. I don't I don't read any comics digitally. I, I, I kind I of do half and week. half. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I like the, the I like having the book in my hand. I like engaging with the paper. I like I like the fact that I, I have a physical collection. But that's you know conversation for another day. Mm. But anyways, these five or six pages that precede that that fighting scene in in my hard copy here there are no advertisements. So from the moment that Ben Riley hits Jezebel to... Yeah, um, there aren't. Really, yeah. really until, until the end of that fighting scene, there, there are no advertisements. And I think that... And it's, you know, pla- and it's placed can, really well because it, the actual advert there is 
that comes right at the end of that fight is just as he just before he suits up in the right. sort of the half. Yeah. So it's kind of it's actually a nice pause. Uh, yeah. yeah, the, the transition's a... good. And so yeah. Um, yeah. just as much as we can talk trash about Marvel's editing staff sometimes <laughs> with a few of the, the points that we'll probably bring up in, in, in a few minutes, yeah. um, that choice, uh, the, whoever laid this out, um, I think did a, made, a, made a smart choice. And it, I, I just love the art of this issue. And Sliney did a great job. It, it played out like I was watching a movie. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, I just looked up Sliney. He's done a lot of Spider-Man. Oh, he has. His art suits it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, he did yeah, a lot. Of, he did some of Superior. He did some of Spider-Verse. Oh, right. He did Spider-Man 2099. Yeah. Uh, he also did Revolutionary War. Yay, go Cap Britain. <laughs> um, yeah, that might have even been with Peter David back in the day, 2099. It, it may have been, yeah. And then he did some Amazing Spider-Man... Yeah, so he seems to have a lot of spiders. Yeah. A bit of carnage, hobgoblin. You know, he's in that world. Yeah. And he, um, I mean, just going back, Tommy. He's an Irish artist, so yeah, he's ah. St. Patrick's Day recording as well. Whoa! Yeah, hey, happy St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, I like your surname, Sliney. From uh, County Tipperary, that's where my blood comes from. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, Tommy, you're saying uh, with your aspect about the questionable morality and humour, um, I just want to point out as well. Uh, you mentioned about that thing where he's flung back onto the onto the seat. Um, there's another instance which I found um, really kind of quirky humour is when he finally finds out that Jezebel really isn't a girl. And then he just king hits her. And like, just the fact that yeah. that's a little girl, it's like, it's kind of shocking, but it's, but you know, it's okay because she's not like, she's a, I don't know what she is, but she's not a little girl. He checks first. He does, he does, is, uh, he does. So it kind of make, yeah, it makes, the true gentleman. A true gentleman makes it okay. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but she is slammed. And even then at the end, she's, she's like saying, ow. He goes, that hurt? And she actually answers, yes. And he goes, good. And he's like, good. Yeah. yeah. So little bits of humor like that as well. But also, um, if you're talking about that other bit of, um, that bit where he's all kitted out in the guns and all that. There's also a bit of dark humor as well. And I found that slightly not disturbing, but it's kind of, um, it kind of shows how kind of, uh, unstable he is. It's that little red, um, voice that he has in his head at the bottom. So the guy's giving him all the weapons and he says, uh, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll come back and get you when everything's fixed. But he says, or I may just let you stay here forever. <laughs> you know, so, um, just something a little unsettling about him just saying, yep, you know, I'll be just as happy to see you, you know, rot and die here. Um, yeah. So, uh, so Peter David really does populate this issue with, with a little, really, really questionable humor and, and, and humor, as you're saying as well, Tommy. Um, I do have a, um, just speaking to uh, Jezebel and this girl, are any of you familiar with Jezebel? Because I just did, I just looked up the character and I found a few points. Oh, really? Do you know anything? No, about not her. at all. I, I just took her as some sort of new Jezebel. character. Okay, so I found that Jezebel is the self name, or she named herself that, but it's actually, her, her birth name is Mephista. She's Meph- the daughter of Mephisto and an unidentified oh, human mother. Oh, wow. And so she's she's a demoness, and um, so she's essentially half half human uh, and half demon. Okay. Um, and so maybe this this child character maybe she has the ability to um, shape shift, or maybe she has the ability to present herself how she wishes. 
Um, but she, I, I'm wondering if this is going to add a, a, a rich layer of depth to the second Ben Riley tie-in issue because maybe this damnation event, and um, I think somebody else might uh, bring up the uh, the secret organization. Yes. Um, uh, but but maybe Mephista slash Jezebel here is going to play a very significant role, and if we can believe uh, from Kate's. Uh, comments uh, several months ago that the damnation event is going to, you know, flip turn upside down um, the uh, the spiritual or uh, what's the yeah the mystical or, the, or... the the mystical thank you yeah the mystical realms of 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 Marvel comics. I wonder if this Jezebel character and uh, perhaps a a battle or uh, a conflict with Mephisto is going to be something that we see pans out and carries out. Uh, in in the the coming year, so so pretty cool. Yeah. We'll see what happens, huh? Yeah, I um that that leads into yeah my my aspect, which was uh, the Dion. How did you pronounce it, Rebecca? Diogenes. Um, Diogenes. Diogenes initiative. Diogenes, yeah. yeah, and I, I was. I believe it. I believe that's right. Oh, but, you know, know. it sounds good. It sounds good. <laughs> yeah, Diogenes, I think, is um is 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 Greek. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. Yeah. Di- mm-hmm. di- yeah, because Diogenes, I think, I want to say it, he's uh, he was like a. Uh, he was a Greek philosopher. A philosopher or something. Mm, yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. He was, the, right. he was the founder of cynic philosophy. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, cynicism, right. Right. Yes. Yeah, I mean, because I, I was wondering if, um, yeah, for sure, I didn't know anything. I didn't look up um, Jezebel at all. Um, but, yeah, whether this is another chess piece for Damnation, like um, whether she has a greater part in it, because it's very, it's all very um, cloak and dagger here. Like she just mentions that she's part of an organisation. She doesn't mention anything. Um, ben Riley mentions the the Black Marvel. Does anyone know what that is? Yeah, so the Diogenes initiative has actually been set up over the past few issues. I oh, believe it okay. Came in possibly It'd be like the ones that, that I've not out. quite yeah. read. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's, yeah, it's basically what would be in volume three of uh, what you guys are yeah. missing. I think it comes in about 12 or 13, but yeah, Black Marvel. The, the um, past few issues of, of Scarlet Spider, is yeah, that what you're yeah. saying? Scarlet okay. Spider, right. yeah. Um, yeah, Black Marvel was a, um, a villain... That uh, showed up for uh, showed up for a bit that he uh, took down and um, it's, yeah basically they're kind of we we don't know too much about them which is the mystery but they seem to be creating you know superpowered beings like the um, the the bald guy you see running the um, joint is a guy named Slate, Slate. who was also given um, like. Uh, I believe it's like bulletproof, yep. or just like superhuman strength from the Diogenes Initiative. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's oh, pretty cool, cool. that um, the Peter David seems to be actually, you know, taking the time with this event. Like Tommy said, you know, even using now we know Mephista to, um, you know, set up the actual next part of the run because I'm sure this will have something to do with where the mystery was building before this event with after the event. Yeah. Right. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, that's something to to delve into. I I, I just wonder, yeah, if if uh, well, as you said, Mephista. I mean, she's got to be integral to Mephisto and and this event, surely. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. Um, Rebecca, uh, for your aspect, a- a- anything that that popped out for you? Right. Let me have a look. What what popped out for me? Um, I agree with everything about the humor and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was cool. I liked seeing him. I liked a little another little Deadpool in the Marvel world. Yeah, it wasn't quite so Deadpool. Yeah, very Deadpool-y. Yeah. Um, 
I think the the art is incredible, actually. Flicking through it again, not just the art, but the panel layout. Yeah, right. It's very dynamic. It goes from very orderly panels to very uh, disordered ones. Yeah. Um, and there's something I always love about that, you know, me and panels. And the bleed um, that Tommy this, was saying. Is this the, yeah, the bleed, yeah, it's always fun. Mm. Um, did Is this the first time they've been called the Midnight Suns in this run? I think so. Uh, I think hang on, so. no damnation. In the, in the dialogue, in the dialogue, but in the in the yeah, advertisements. In the, yeah. Oh yeah, in the advertising they've been, but in the actual dialogue, it's the first time someone's named them as Midnight Suns. I can't remember Damnation Two. The other point I could think of. Mm. I don't think they did. No, they didn't. Okay. They may, I think they he, may mention Midnight Suns in um, Doctor Strange three eighty seven. Oh, um, okay. There's a uh, when. Um, uh, well, I won't say the character. I know the other podcast is going to go into that. But they might use it there. But I think you're right. I, I don't know if we've seen it in Damnation 1, Damnation 2. And I missed out on that first Doctor Strange tie-in. So uh, yeah. I'm not sure. It, yeah, I don't, I don't think it was in the first Doctor. Because in the first Doctor Strange tie-in, it's just um, one gathering them right at the end. And he just talks about friends. And he he refers to them as, like, the fist, the knight, the yeah, this, the that. That's right. Um, well, that, that that was Damnation One. Oh, Damnation One, that's right. Oh, yeah, that was Damnation yeah. One. Yeah, no, Doctor Strange barely mentioned that. No, it was all Doctor on Doctor Strange. Strange. Yeah. Doctor Strange was the first Doctor Strange one was very like this one. Is it explains how Doctor Strange got to Las Vegas? Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was kind of cool. The first. Uh, yeah, the first um, so, official um, official title. And by uh, what's her name as well? It's uh, Jezebel that says it. Isn't it? No, oh, yeah, well, yeah. Was, she yeah, says go find the Midnight Suns. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so and, uh, and we do get them at the end. Um, so if we are yes, doing our, do. our Looney Tracker, um, it's uh, one panel up there. <laughs> there he is, and he's one panel. But it's all right because Danny's not doing a weird backflip for no reason. Yeah. And oh my Moonlight's, gosh, that was so stupid. Well, Midnight's and Moonlight's. <laughs> He's facing the well, other way. Well, both Danny and both both <laughs> Danny and Moon Knight are kind of crouching to punch someone yeah. that could be anyone. <laughs> they could be about to as, punch each other, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, as, yeah. as Mr. Knight is removing an an arrow from his knee, oh, he's, yes, he's he in is. perfect position. Oh, like, right. hey, he I'm is, ready yeah. to strike. Look cool, but yeah. don't mind this arrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And did you notice too that the the just like we we mentioned last week with that. That derpy derp derp uh, <laughs> ver, uh, horizontal panel that yeah. in this image here at the top of that last page, mm-hmm. Moon Knight's uh, crescent, I believe, is reversed. Back to front again, yeah, yeah. It, it looks like a backward C uh, when I believe that on the mask it should be, it should be. like a crescent in the shape of the letter C. Yeah, that's right. So um, inconsistencies there, continuity. We need a continuity person. Um, but yeah, and there's Wong there. He's got an arrow in his um in his shoulder as well. Uh, it does. Yeah. No bats though. Where's bats? So I'm looking for bats. He's like under knee height. This is knee up. Oh, true. True. This is like growing <laughs> up. Come on. Finally, yeah, some realism. He's not an Irish wolf. Yeah, come on, he's <laughs> exactly. Just, yeah, right. He's only a basset hound. I mean, yeah, and yeah. he's a also, ghost uh, and everything. I love so. this attention to detail. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> also, Wong shouldn't be well, there either. You know, in Damnation too, he had already fucked off. Right, to exactly. leave the Midnight Suns to die when this truck showed up. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, right, truck. so should which we, I guess leads on to the truck? point about the ending not quite matching up with the... Very good. Yes. Damnation 2. And this... And this... Uh, last week, I, I, I remembered spending several minutes talking about <laughs> how cool I thought Scarlet Spider was because yeah. he had the strength to throw a cement yeah. truck into the Avengers. 
And, well, what happens, everybody? He doesn't. He doesn't. He drives it. Well, does that mean we get to choose which one is our reality? Because I'm picking the throwing the cement truck. Yeah, me too. Actually, I think Tommy almost makes a good point there. What if this is Peter David, you know, sort of going, no, I don't want my um, Ben Riley to have that sort of strength. Screw you, Kate. He drives the truck. He doesn't throw the the (laughs) cement truck or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, like... He's like, nah. Peter David's a... Yeah, very, uh... the, the artist or the the writer does have to. I think that the writers have to defend their characters for sure. So Connor, I mean, excellent point. Mm. Yeah. Um, but if you, I'm looking at the the end of Damnation Two here, and at first in that panel where we see the cement truck coming down, it, it's like, well, maybe Ben Riley was driving the truck, um, and. And maybe he just hit the Avengers so hard, but because the the Ghost Rider Avengers are so strong that it just forced it, just like any other car crash, it forced the cement truck up in the air. And I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, whatever. Yeah. But no, you can see the motion lines yeah, in Damnation think- too. This this truck is is it's as if it was flying. Yeah. And then on the next page in Damnation two, Scarlet Spider is not exiting the vehicle. No. Well, actually, wait a minute. Unless he flung out, he he, he jumped out of it off panel. But it's still, it's yeah, still. Yeah, I guess, I guess I never realized that he is, st- in Damnation 2, he, Scarlet Spider's reveal, he is standing in front of the cement truck. I guess, I just oh. assumed that was a building. Oh, yeah, I always thought I he was, that was a building. Yeah, I, me too. Yep. But, so, uh, you know, I guess there's, there's some mix. But Connor, I really like your point though, that maybe, um, maybe David really is saying that, look, in, in the Ben Riley through line, um, this is how it's going to be. Mm. So, and actually, I mean, I do like, as you said, I do like the um, the throwing the cement truck, but I do like him all geared up in this. Uh, I like him with the helmet. Mm. With the helmet, on. yeah, I don't absolutely. Know, just because it just it makes him look a bit quirky. Um, and uh, right, he, yeah. he 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 looks super cool, but yeah. he looks super weird. Yeah. And, <laughs> and this is where like the Deadpool mix comes in because you know if you read his his dialogue here, it's all right, everyone, hurry, come on. Yeah. That ain't going to keep them down for very long, but you'll all be safe with me. And he looks like a complete lunatic. He does. You know? And you can imagine this, so. this set of like very sort of um, sort of mystical adjacent or mystical <laughs> characters just going, what the hell? Yeah. We don't need yeah. Dime Store yeah. Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah, you've got right. like Elsa Bloodstone with her like keen skill with her like shotgun pistol thing. And right. this weird loser. It, it's, um, is the Scarlet yeah. Spider well known in the Marvel Universe? Like would they know him? You reckon? Or? No, I mean, I'm sure the rest of the Marvel Universe doesn't even know he's probably still in Vegas. Yeah, I can. Right? I mean, I'd, I'd guess there's a chance that some of them have heard of him. Mm-hmm. But he's... Well, yeah. remember he's in Vegas because he's pretending to be dead. Yeah, yeah, as well. After the plane yeah. conspiracy. So, but Secret Empire, uh, when, when he makes his appearance in Secret Empire, I want to say it's Black Widow that engages with him. Okay. Yes, um, but she's also... But... but <laughs> Dead. M- MIA, right? Yeah. Well, um, she may have appeared in a comic last week. Oh. But yeah, mostly dead. Maybe, maybe, right? Yeah. Um, but but again, my point though is that I, I think that there's it's it, it may be a bit ambiguous where yeah. maybe some of the Avenger type characters know of Scarlet Spider, maybe they don't. And as Rebecca said, you know, he's he's trying to live a secret life 
but he's quickly, you know, making himself known to the, to Las Vegas and the world. So. Yeah, he has to. Unfortunately, it's it's being all turned into to demons and and hellfire and stuff. So, uh, yeah, very yeah, very exciting indeed. Um, and that's that's where the issue, oh, to quote Chris from Inner Demons, and that is where the issue ends. So, um, uh, look, any, any little notes here, guys? I, um, I put one note in only again because I know very little of the character. Um, uh, maybe Connor, maybe you can answer this one. Uh, what's, what's going on with Ben's right eye with the, is that his scarring is just healing up, but it's not healing up around his eye or what's, what's happening there? He's got like, that's um, a birthmark? That, no, that's clone conspiracy, I believe, dealt that to Yeah. Him. Okay. Yeah. That's one okay. nasty birthmark, right? <laughs> <What>? Scar <laughs> tissue. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, because um, he um, yeah, because yeah. as a proper clone, when he was back in the clone cycle, he did just look like Peter without yes. the scarring there. That's I believe because the the earlier volumes that the one I got off the sales, he's uh, he's just all scarred up, kind of like dead like Deadpool, but he seems to be healed up here, except for the eye. So, yeah, that's right, isn't it? Like um, like Kane was all kind of. Kind of scarred as yeah, well. There's yeah, there's there's something that happens he, that he, heals him up a bit. So, Kane had the Jonah Hex thing going on, where you know half of his face was looked like a zombie. Oh. Or, I want to say, yeah, so. yeah, it looks pretty uh, messed up anyway. But um, yeah, and no, I thought, okay, so that's that's a um, a hang up from Clone Conspiracy. Was that? Did you say? Yes. Yeah, like, the uh, slot event, dance slot event that ran. Oh, okay. Alongside Amazing Spider-Man last year, right? Probably. Lovely. And uh, someone else has got another uh, Tommy. I think that one's your one. Yeah, I think we were talking about this before mm. we started recording today. But just uh, toward uh, in the last uh, two pages, I believe the, the second to last the, the, the second to last page here, um, there seems to be a new. Let's call it an aspect because it's into the night. Um, but a new aspect to Scarlet Spider's Spidey Sense, um, where uh, he 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 says that whoa, Spider Sense is going nuts, but it's not warning me. It it feels like it's guiding me. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting because I always kind of felt like Peter Parker's Spider Sense was a warning, but is also you know cueing him in onto where he needed to be yes. or how he needed to move. But here, Ben Riley is either discovering that that is. Is, is how the the Spidey sense works, or maybe it's it's something that is central to his character. But that is the motivation for him to change the direction of the cement truck that he's driving, and then slam into the uh, Ghost Rider Avengers. And so, what's cool I thought about that is not only that hey, here's this character that is discovering something new, just as I am discovering this character anew. I thought that was fun, but also the idea that he did not necessarily intentionally strike the Ghost Rider Avengers uh-huh. with the cement truck. It was more of an accident. Right. And that's where, you know, again, we have another uh, Deadpool tie-in where it's uh, where, where Scarlet Spider is kind of this haphazard hero. But it's also showing that he's not a true hero, right? He's kind of that anti-hero. He's trying to make good. He's trying to do things that are are more ethical, but... He just kind of bumbles. Sometimes yeah. the good that he does is on accident. Yeah. And so, again, just another point for 
for Ben Riley, the Scarlet Spider. Another reason why uh, I think he's a cool character and, and, and one that I might start picking up. Yeah. Well, um, I was just thinking about what you were saying about the spider sense there, Tommy, as well. And because um, I know Peter Parker, Spider-Man, uses his spider sense in various ways as well. So it's it's a warning system, but he actually uses it as a tracker as well. Um, so he actually um, forcibly goes... Like, he, he forcibly goes where his spider sense goes, you know, so he actually it leads him to trouble. Um, so I wonder if that's what Ben Riley is is alluding to when he says it's guiding him. Is he is he actually, um, um, you know, just receiving the spider sense and make, whenever it kind of, I don't know, whenever it goes off the, the scale, does he kind of follow, follow that? Because I know, yeah, I know Spider-Man has done that in the past, Um I am going to pull out something really weird, and I think it was one of the inf- Infinite comics. It um, was the Spider-Man and um, a Silk team up. I love that yes. one. Yeah, and I the think spider 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 Yeah, that one. Yeah. And I think he actually actively um, follows his spider sense. So it's kind of like you know, like Wolverine with a scent, but he's actually using his spider sense to guide him to where the trouble is. Um, so that that could be what what Ben Riley's doing here as well. But yeah, it is a very different use of the sense, uh, Spidey sense, but yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. It's the only way I can see it not being a change is that, yeah, I, I let me sense where the most dangerous place is. Mm. Although, to be fair, I mean, I don't know, you've got a massive hotel from hell <laughs> no, that's yeah. come up in the middle of Las Vegas. Yeah. I, I, he's got a very keen attunement to his spidey sense if he knows that where the Avenger Ghost Riders are is the most dangerous part of town. Because I'm guessing it's going to be going off all over yeah, the place. It's going to have to be pretty damn sensitive if it if he can discern between Hotel Inferno yeah. and, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, While driving a cement truck. Yeah, true. And, uh, yeah, the Ghost Rider Avengers looking pretty cool there as well. Um, so I think with that, if there's are there any more notes, Connor? Anything or uh, no? Yeah, yeah, I just want to say I love this cover. I love this cover a lot. Oh, oh yeah, this good. Yeah, yes. Yeah, it's like the cover. um, the um interior arts like aren't my vibe. Like the same way Damnation was last week. Like I, I appreciate how great it is, but it's just like not particularly what I look for in my art. I love. Yeah. I always love sort of the stylized stuff more, which is why I love that cover. Yeah, it is a uh, really. So nice we should probably awesome. say the cover is Carrie Randolph and Emilio Lucas. Ah, oh, very good. Very good. Yes. Which yeah, I have heard I, of I, in no books, and I should follow them. I, I would know. love to read a, a Scarlet Spider run or, or issue um, with this illustration. Mm. Carrie Randolph, Emilio Lopez, I don't know how either of them contributed to this. But I would – because when I looked at, 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 at this first issue, remember, I'm kind of new to Ben Riley. I had, I knew the, that he was a clone. I had this understanding and – um, that he was, uh, you know, uh, the same age as Peter Parker, essentially, or at least he, he presents himself as as an adult. But this cover really depicts Scarlet Spider as more of a Miles Morales, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, he's got the 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 kind of jagged hood. Uh, he's more sinewy. Uh, he's uh, more slight of stature. Um, and so I, I, looking at this issue, if I was a true newcomer, I would walk into this issue of Ben Riley, the Scarlet Spider as, Hey, this is a teenager. Mm, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, totally. and so that's one thing that I, I, I would say I disliked that, you know, <laughs> then, but then when you open it up, it's this, you know, okay. 25, 30 year old man that is stacked and, yeah. you know, he's ready to fight and he's got AK 47s or whatever. 
Um, but Connor, to your point, I absolutely adored uh, this cover too. I saw it what two months ago when the previews came out, um, and I, I'd love to see as as Rebecca mentioned, or, or maybe Connor to get on some issues that Carrie Randolph or Emilio Lopez are on because that art is just. It's, it's uh, they've done the uh, really covers cool. for the past few issues of this, but sadly, oh, okay. no interiors. Of Scarlet Spider. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so I got to check out those trades and, and, and get on those. Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. They're very good. Yeah, great. Yeah, the art, oh, yeah, I'd love it as well. It's um, The colors are good as well. I mean, you can't go wrong with, mm-hmm. with Damnation and, and Hell. <laughs> you get a lot of reds and yellows and oranges. Uh, really pops off the page. And you have the, uh, and Rebecca, you have the fruit machine there at the, at the front there. Yeah. yeah. The, the, fr- the fruit machine. The fruit machine, <laughs> or as we Aussies call it, the pokies. Or uh, as the or as Merkins, the The slot slot machine. So um, take your pick, loonies, as to what you want to call that thing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay, okay, well, uh, how about we go to Crescent Dart ratings? Oh, look, we don't have to, like last week, and I think Tommy uh, proposed a really good thing. It doesn't have to be Crescent Darts. What would you give this issue of Scarlet Spider, issue 15? Let's start off with Tommy. Uh, let's go with fruits this week, I guess. <laughs> um, I'd say, uh, oh boy, this is tough. As a, as, as really the first Ben Riley Scarlet Spider issue that I've properly read and, uh, and, and purchased, I'd, I'd give it a four, mm-hmm. uh, out of five fruits. Um, <laughs> as a, as a damnation tie-in though, um, I'd say, you know, again, let's go with a, a three out of five because it didn't really give us any new information. This tie-in, um, outside of say like the Diogenes group, um, this tie-in didn't really do much for me to add to uh, the Damnation storyline, mm-hmm. um, unless Jezebel Mephista ends up being a key player. So I'd I'd say that an unbiased uh, rating would be three out of five. Okay, very good. And and uh, how about you, Rebecca? Yeah, I think three out of five, pretty solid. Yeah, not best comic ever, but definitely decent, solid, and recommended. W- was it in any way influenced from from being introduced to Scarlet Spider or as well? Or? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it, I think it did a good job. I think if you read this like not having read anything else. You would know enough about the character, mm-hmm. and I've read barely anything else. Mm-hmm. So, like, you'd know enough about the character to have an interest in him. It pulls you in, makes you interested. The art's solid, um, and it has just enough of a tie into the event to get you interested in it. I think it's it, honestly, like with um, the Doctor Strange ones, I think um, it's a pretty good tie-in yeah. because it's it's exactly what you want an event tie-in to do. Mm-hmm. It does it. It does just enough work that anyone who's interested in the event might now want to go and read more Scarlet Spider, which is, for the comic company, the whole point of having tie-ins, otherwise just shove them all in the event. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it does its job really well, because like we've all kind of come out of it liking him. Yeah. Um, and it's not been that relevant to how tied he is in to the event we're following, even though that, of course, helps, and that's why we've opened up the issue to start with. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I think it does a good job. Maybe three and a half even. Three and a half. Okay, so we got um, three, three and a half. Connor, how about you? What did you think of issue 15? Uh, yeah, i definitely give it a three. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one issue I was entertained, but yeah, just sort of, 
I felt it was, you know, kind of just having to tie in and set up for the next issue, which I feel was better, just had some good moments, but just overall wasn't as strong as the issues before, mm-hmm. which is coming from, you know, the fact of someone who read it. But I think for having, you know, to tie in so quickly to this event while keeping up with, um, you know, everything he set up before and while having an action scene, uh, you know, a great action scene as well. I think Peter De- uh, David did great. Uh, you know, like I said, the art wasn't totally for me, but I still think it was really strong, really fluid. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, three out of five, not the best comic, but for what they had to do, mm-hmm. it was really good. And I can't wait for next issue, even more now. Okay, excellent. I um, actually just want to ask as well, Connor, as well. So compared to Damnation 2, which I think was a similar... Marking, I think I think you may have given it three point two five, something like that. Um, yeah. Would you call, would you say you enjoyed this as uh, a little less than? Is that consistent? You think, or did you enjoy this more than Damnation Two compared to Damnation Two? How would you rate it? Yeah, that's um, that's really tough. I yeah. think it's probably. I think I'd give this one more of an edge as a complete issue. I felt. Mm-hmm. I think um, yeah, I know what you it meant. had yeah. uh, like better pacing. I think Damnation for me was sort of a a pretty good issue with uh, great banter. Mm-hmm. Like you know, the main reason for enjoying that last issue was just because of the dynamic between all the characters. This issue I felt had more of a strong sense of pacing and mm-hmm. action, and you know, you guys brought up some great things with the physical and um, verbal comedy as well, which just sort of... I th- I'd probably give the edge to this uh, issue, actually. Okay, which cool. <laughs> talking about the tie-ins again. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I, I again... Uh, look, I, I like to throw my chips around, um, so to speak, so I, I'd give this a four, I think. I, I really enjoyed this, and um, I totally understand uh, it may be from the fact that uh, this is a new character that... I've uh, become recently invested in because uh, he seems interesting and it kind of got me hyped for this issue. Um, also the fact that, um, exactly as you say, Connor, as well, I found the storytelling for this uh, a lot more enjoyable um, and it allowed us to to linger a bit more on just the one character and, and flesh it out a bit more than, say, Damnation 2, which seemed to be a very broad and general story. Um, having said that, though, what you said, Tommy, about this um, not really f- um, forwarding the, the Damnation story as a whole, um, I, I totally agree as well, but I think what it does is, um, and again, I'll link this to Rebecca's comment, what it does is that it, it, it does what a good tie-in book should do. Um, so it, it it centers on on the one character. It gives a bit of backing. Um, it tells a very solid story through Peter David. Uh, good art um, in it, and the fact that it is a new character to me and and a decent character. Um, I'm not to say that all new characters are potentially good. Uh, this one seemed to to um, um, to work for me. So uh, I'll, yeah, I'd give it a four. Four um, you know, four lemons in your basket. Or whatever. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, fruit machine. In, in, sorry, the fruit machine. So four lemons. So that's yeah, that's a uh, that's jackpot. Um, so there we go, loonies. Uh, Scarlet Spider fifteen, a tie-in. Um, just to let you know as well, I will get to that anyway with spectacle. But um, all part of the damnation event, and um, we're only one of four. Uh, podcasts which are covering the whole event so we'll give you details on where to um, go to next to continue uh, following the reviews um, okay uh, Connor may I ask 
you uh, next phase. I guess we're, I guess that's it for for the Scarlet Spider in this episode. Um, and we take a little break from Damnation. Um, we have a little time to wait until our next round. But in between then, Connor, what do we have coming up next? Uh, we have the continuation of our classic runs. We have the Hulk magazine, Volume 1, 12, Embassy of Fear, which has its Moon Knight backups. Mm-hmm. And then we have, uh, continuing on from Houston's uh, incredibly influential run, uh, Moon Knight Volume 5, Issue 3, The Bottom, Part 3 of 6. To the bones. Um, and so it's good to be, as much as I'm loving Damnation, good to be back on track with regularly scheduled viewing. Yes, exactly. Um, and, and may I just add in that, I didn't actually put in the notes there as well, um, to do the bare bones for both of them, we are very happy to have uh, Atalan Rising, which is the uh, Inhumans um, podcast, which is also part of The Collective, which we are p- a part of, a podcast network. Um, Adam and Doc will be giving us both of those uh, bare bones. So, yep, looking forward to that and keep your ears out for that. Um, yes. Yep, Connor, sorry. Uh, so with the damnation... Um, oh, yep. yes, sorry, of course. Uh, the um, like we said, this is a crossover between ourselves and other podcasts. Uh, and we have um, is it? I haven't checked my podcast feed. Is the Defenders TV podcast episode already out? If not, yes, they are oh, it is. Oh, yes, excellent. it is. So I'll dig into that after that. Yeah. Uh, the Defenders TV podcast is covering the Fantastic Doctor Strange issue three hundred eighty-seven, its respective tie-in. And then after this, the next Damnation review will uh will be passing on the torch to Inner Demons, a Ghost Rider podcast as they review Damnation Issue 3 and keep an eye out on the Inner Demons podcast for their Johnny Blaze one-shot coming up, which is uh, really exciting. So keep an eye on uh, ourselves, Defenders TV podcast, Inner Demons, Inner Demons, a Ghost Rider podcast, and Rebecca's... Yes. Um, Sons, of Dragon, Sons of the Dragon. Sons of the Dragon. We're recording next week, I imagine. The issue's next week. Can't wait. Oh, Rebecca, I can't wait. That issue's going to be fantastic. Oh, and let's... I'm so so excited. (laughs) Oh, very, very exciting. And let's not forget, guys, as well, um, The Inner Demons, this will be their first review, the first venture into reviewing the Damnation event. So uh, looking forward to... Looking forward to that a lot. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, So with that as well... Um, before we wrap up, we have a bit of, I guess, feedback, a spectacle. And uh, what we forgot to do, because uh, we were very well entrenched in um, really cool conversation last week, uh, we forgot to have a look at the Damnation 2 review uh, feedback from our Facebook group. So I just wanted to take a, a couple of steps back and maybe we can just grab one each one of the comments um and uh, yeah just quickly go through them so this was for damnation 2 uh and we got a bit of feedback from our loonies over at facebook uh, at the into the night facebook group um look i'll uh, i'll go with the <laughs> first one find it first <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, no, I'll go with the uh, the first one the first one comes from um Thant Tan Kyor. And it was a quick comment, and he just said, "Man, thing looks badass, AF." <laughs> and so <laughs> is uh, is Mister Knight, and uh, and Thant. Yep, we can't agree with you enough. <laughs> I I think we mentioned in the podcast last week, Man Thing was drawn really well. I thought uh, one of the mm, shining, yeah, yeah. yeah, shining characters from um, um, 
gosh, I can't remember the name of the, the gentleman. But anyway, um, yes, share the sentiments. Uh, Tommy, do you want to take uh, your own? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Hey, and just to comment on, on the Man-Thing yes. art too is that I think it's really important that Man-Thing is being honored in that way and drawn with such detail mm-hmm. because as we saw – uh, newcomers to the character, you know, man, man thing doesn't speak. Ah, yes. Um, and, and, he, you know, he communicates with, uh, the other characters in different ways. And so I think that his, his drawn or his illustrated presence on the page makes that all the more important. Mm. Um, and, and so I, I think that's a really important comment from, from Thant or Thant. Um, and so I, I, I look forward to to seeing a little bit more of Man Thing, yeah. like the the Damnation Two cover. Uh, he's got really really great detail uh, as he's you know jumping into Mephisto's face there too. Yeah. So really good to see. Um, so last week I just uh, mentioned in regard to Damnation Two that I I felt that uh, Mister Knight got the funniest lines. Um, I I didn't feel that his the illustration of the character was spot on. I, I felt you know I mean hence the title of last week's episode, Moon Knight just derping <laughs> around. Um, but, but as we mentioned earlier today and last week, you know, with the reversed crescent in one of those horizontal panels, and we saw that again in this issue, that's a little bit of a letdown just because mm. I'm a Moon Knight yeah. fan. Um, but I also mentioned, too, that Damnation 2 really had some great action, and I think that we saw some great action in Scarlet Spider today, you know, per the, the panels with the movement, mm-hmm. as we spoke about in the art um, um, from Sliney, was just phenomenal in this in the Scarlet Spider issue. Um, and then the last thing I just mentioned, I wonder if Moon Knight will make it into next week's Scarlet Spider, and the answer is yes. <laughs> But only However, just. <laughs> <laughs> just as he is uh, just pulling an arrow out of his left knee. So. Yeah. How does it feel talking to your past self, Tommy? <laughs> yeah, pretty wild, huh? <laughs> um, uh, Rebecca, would you like to take the next one? The next couple, I guess. Which it's... one? Yours? No. Oh, no. Sorry. I've, I've got them all in the prompt sheet. I've got them all in the prompt sheet. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah, sorry. All right, I'm reading them from the page because I'm, like, pro-me. I, <laughs> oh. I've edited all my ones because, you know, I just ramble, so. Yeah, that's fair enough. And it's, uh, it's what, 2 a.m. your time? So. Yeah. <laughs> Midnight for you, right? Yeah. 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 I'm beginning to learn time zones finally. Wait, so Logan like Ryan sorry, sorry, it is 1 a.m., sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I'm not quite learning. <laughs> no, it's 12 a.m. where yeah. I am, which is probably what okay. you used to with uh, the other Connor. <laughs> that matters, you know. Like. Right, Logan Ryan Simmons wrote, I'm not sure which line I laughed at harder, Dr. Voodoo raising his hand and telling Wong that Man-Thing can't read, or Moon Knight asking which one is the psychopath. I think we all had that issue. Yes. With the mm-hmm. uh, funny lines, and also <laughs> Bats right. and his little Spider-Man toy, and his peeing, peeing on Man-Thing. Peeing on Man-Thing, yeah, that was the best one, I thought. Very bad, yeah. very bad ghost dog. Yeah. If, I, if I believed it was actual pee, I'd be even madder at him. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, ghost dogs do need to pee. They do, and and, and lick uh, water from the toilet bowl as well. Very important. <laughs> uh, and then Logan followed up 
saying, by the way, what's Blade's deal with soccer fans? Um, but he also says the issue was near perfect, in my opinion. And I agree, it was a very fun issue. And, the soccer um, thing and I'd like to say perfect. it's football, not soccer. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yes, I knew that would come up. <laughs> <laughs> rightly so, rightly so. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, they've, they've just picked two football teams with a, a very well-known rivalry in London. Uh, yes. Uh, t- um, did, but don't forget, of- don't forget, world... Tommy is a Spurs fan. <laughs> yes, for sure. I'm, in fact, I'm watching them wallop uh, Swansea right now. In fact, the game just ended. It's the FA Cup. I have to admit, I've been watching Tottenham while we've been recording this podcast. Okay. So, is multitasking? Uh, true fandom. Nothing wrong with you know, And I'd like to say, on, as a Londoner... Come on, you Spurs. <laughs> as a Londoner, I don't support either. <laughs> but my sister used to live very near White Hart Lane is where Spurs play. Ah. God bless them. But, Rebecca, you're an Iron Fist fan, so we've still got that connection. <laughs> I, I, the, pro- the problem is I didn't live in London. For, I, I, I only lived in London until I was six, and then we moved away, and then we moved back. So any time that you make that kind of connection to a team, I wasn't in London. Uh, my dad supported Chelsea. I'll tell you that, because uh-huh. that's where he was from. Yeah. Uh, I don't really support any football team. Honestly, I support... You like the I, cricket, I, just, don't I like you? watching it if it's a good game. I watch cricket. Yeah. Yes, I watch the proper game. Yeah, cricket's great. But yeah, there's there's a lot to be made of the the Arsenal Spurs. Well, I think what I get annoyed at is they're the only teams that ever get mentioned in in popular uh. culture is Spurs, Arsenal and Manchester United. You think um, so? I guess yeah, I, I don't want to waste people's time. I, I would respectfully dis- disagree, but well, we, we can talk about that after we report. <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> um, I'd certainly say they're weighted towards those ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, they seem to be the most popular ones. Um, Connor, would you like to take the next one from Mr. Hector Robertson? Mr. Hector brings up that he liked this issue. Pretty funny. One thing, if we're going to have Blade, can't we have green sunglasses? Blade opposed to this Wesley Snipes version. This would have been mm. cooler, but I so dig the fact his London roots were referenced. Yeah, I like that. I didn't realise Blade had green sunglasses till I was reading uh, one of his first appearances last night, actually. Yeah, he has the funky, fact, funky 70s green. Suck. Yeah. Um, My sister read this and was like, I didn't know Blade was English. <laughs> that led to a fun conversation. Oh, excellent. It was the first comic she's picked up in a long time. And it was very funny because I took her into a comic shop and said, this is what people have suggested for you, which wasn't this. And she walked around the shop and picked up Damnation 1. I literally shrieked across the shop, yes, buy it, excellent. go get issue 2 as well. Yeah, great. So that was kind of cool. Get her on she board. loved it, loved it. Awesome. Um, and finally, Rebecca, I think I wanted to save this one for you. Um, for this was from, and and this was um, for this issue. I might add. So thank you, Hector, Logan, uh, Tommy, and Thant for those um, those comments for Damnation Two. Um, for the issue that we just reviewed now, Scarlet Spider Fifteen, we have a comment. Um, co- um, f- sorry, Rebecca, from one of your compatriots. Yes, one of my co-hosts on the uh, Sons of the Dragon Immortal Iron Fist podcast. In fact, one of the ones who actually set it up because I really just kind of jumped in on something they were already doing. Um, <laughs> so it's really their... Po- I, I consider it their podcast. They consider it our podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, 
same with the Moonlight ones, really. Ah, uh, so, Connor says, wasn't the ending to Scarlet Spider literally the ending to Damnation 2? <laughs> I mean, there might have been one page after of Doctor Strange Ghost Rider. He's not wrong. Uh, oh, I want to... Yeah, he's not wrong. We, I mean, we've talked about the differences, but he's theoretically, he's generally not wrong. Yeah. Uh, oh, I want to add, I read Damnation 2, then forgot I read it, so I went to go read it again. That's how forgettable filler it was for me. <laughs> and why is Iron Fist considered damned? Yeah. Which I think may be a better discussion for... No, I... I <laughs> I, I agree with him a little bit. I'm, yeah. like, I'm not. I'm a little bit confused about why Iron Fist is, is being rolled in with. Um, on that basis, I'm yeah. not surprised he's part of the group who can deal with supernatural um, risk. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure is it, is what it, he's done. Is it because he he is he damned because he failed Kun Lun by any chance? I don't not, know. No, mm, not really. Because okay. even in his own run, he just didn't. Yeah, he just went yeah. back and sorted that out. Were all these um, characters written by Bendis? Maybe. <laughs> 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 well, he was certainly damned by Bendis. Yeah. I don't think he's been damned by... Um, it's another story. He was he was written quite well in the Last Defenders run, even if I didn't love the Last Defenders run. Mm. But in general, Bendis did not do him well. I'm not sure. I think... Um, they wanted him in, perhaps. I think his run's going to end. I mean, it looks like his run's going to end with these Damnation tie-ins. Yeah. Um, it's got to be back come season two, mean... surely, of, of the Netflix show. There'll be something. I, I would hope... Right. Well, even, even either that or there'll be another Defenders comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be around somewhere. Yeah. I'm not I'm not overly worried, and Ed Brisson's done an amazing run. But it mm. looks like it's kind of coming to an end around Damnation, so maybe this was a way of giving him an, another few issues and tying him up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if... I can't really think of a reason. Like, he wasn't brought back to life because he wasn't strictly dead when everyone thought he was dead. Um, oh, the yeah. only weird thing that really that I can think of that happened with him is what the thing that we joke about a lot, the Eye of Agamotto thing. Mm. Um, and, and that doesn't... It's not going to get referenced in this. If it does, I would be so happy but also really shocked because it seemed... It was kind of... It, it was in fear itself and... Um, there was all the Danny wasn't acting as he should have been mm-hmm. acting, so maybe it's something time back to that. And then Doctor Ma- Doctor Strange makes this comment that yeah. Iron Fist is the Eye of Agamotto. Oh, yeah, sorry. It's never been referenced since. Sorry, never been referenced since. It's just this weird kind of he's the Eye of Agamotto. Yeah, sorry, Rebecca, can you um, oh. Oh, is it is it just that? I mean, can you explain that for maybe some listeners who don't know? Uh, it's really hard to explain. Uh-huh. I mean, I'll try and write. I'll try and find something about it for. For the, to write on the page because okay. I may not it's been a long time since I've read it right. but it's one of those there's this weird thing where all I can remember is that he doesn't he does something that's really uncharis- uncharacteristic mm-hmm. and when they're asking Doctor Strange about it he says Iron Fist is the the Eye of Agamotto they never okay. go back to it oh, right. and yeah. it's one of those things that if you I mean you know look, honestly Connor and Carl will, will come in and uh and and tell me exactly why I've forgotten what's going on. Um, <laughs> but uh, let me see if I can do a quick... Uh, because... Um, so apparently uh, Agamotto has a mystical connection to Iron Fist, who right. he previously trapped in his dimension. Um, and it's to do with... Um, oh, yeah, War Machine knocked Iron Fist out. And uh, it's it's one of those weird things that we jokingly say that Marvel will never tie up. 
Ah, uh, okay. Because it's not <laughs> been it's not been um, it's not been referenced since two thousand and whatever, whenever Fear itself was and Heroic Age and that. Yeah. Uh, it's unlikely to ever come back. And how do you explain it anyway? Yeah, it's one of those conveniently so, um, kind of left left alone. Yeah, yeah, but like we, I think because he's now in an event with Doctor Strange, we've been like, we've been kind of like joking with each other, like, oh, maybe we'll find out. Yeah. But I, I'm with Connor. I'm not angry about it because I think it's just one of those eh, comics things. Mm-hmm. But I don't really think that he's uh, uh, damned. I don't think he's done anything particularly. Um, I mean, I don't really know what Man Thing's done, but hey, you know, I don't know a lot about Man Thing. Oh yeah. Um. So, and I imagine there's others as well but i look forward to seeing like what happens with them and the previews are out for the iron fist tie-in issues and they look great they look great don't they uh you you they forwarded them great. to me and they um those pages look awesome i can't wait for yes. that it's basically basically they retell his origins mm. so if you don't know anything about iron fist you're gonna be done proud for knowing who iron fist is yeah. and then apparently we're getting a cage match with demons yeah you can't go wrong with that so rebecca are you are you one for when previews pages come out? Do you are are you one that goes forward and, and takes a look at those, or are you one that typically uh, decides no, I'll wait for the issue to come out? Uh, you know, I mix and match depending on what the comic is and um, how much I am worried about it. I wanted to look at the Iron Fist one because number one, I wanted to post it to the podcast page. And see how spoiler it was. And number two, we're getting a new artist for Iron Fist uh, with this issue. Mm. And I wanted to have a look at that. So I've already seen some of his art because it came up in the we're changing artist type interviews. Um, and so this was something different. And when I saw it was just basically a retelling of the Iron Fist uh, origin, I was fine going all in. But there's some I definitely don't read. Yeah. Um, mm. Like I didn't read any of the Secret Empire ones. Um, I haven't read any of the Doctor Strange ones recently. Yeah, all the Damnation ones. Uh, I just I think I say there's some I can't help myself with. Like I, I read all the Captain America ones as well. I just get a bit, you know <laughs> up and down. I don't have a, I yeah. change my mind on it all the time. Yeah, do you avoid them generally? Do, I mean, what do you guys do? Yeah, Tommy, do you do you avoid them generally or? I, yeah, 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 I typically avoid them. Um, just because I, I know that my, just because of my schedule during the, the school year is so tightly packed that I, when it, when I get the chance to sit down for an hour and, and read some comics, you want I really enjoy yeah. that ritual. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I typically, you know, and I really appreciate, uh, the Into the Night Facebook group and Connor and, and Ray, what you do is that you, you make a dedicated, uh, like spoiler thread where you put Yeah, I really like that, that as well. Yeah, I really appreciate that because it's that's that 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 ritual of being able to sit down and have some time to myself yeah. is they they come few and far between, and so it's it's it, it's just the way that I read comics. And again, you know, like I collect nothing but hard comics. Yeah. So, and it, it depends on when you pick them up. Then, like you know, there's a bit of lag. There may be a bit of lag when it is released, and then there's that you know danger of actually yeah yeah you, you don't want to be spoiled. And and it, yeah, I mean that's yeah it's, it's a Exactly why why we do it as well. I hate doing that, especially with the movies as well. You know, I don't want to be spoiled with movies. 
um, pretty much uh, just the Moonlight ones. I, I veer away the preview, uh, veer away from the previews. Um, with the Iron Fist one, like the one that you sent me, Rebecca, I had no problems having a look at that because I don't know. I was a little excited at, at looking at it. I no, but also I feel if I've looked at it first and I mm. can, I don't feel bad sending you that one because yeah. that one specifically was yeah. something I know you already know the yeah. story of. Yeah. So it's just like look at the art. Yeah, it's for the sure. origin of Iron Fist. But I wouldn't necessarily send it to say Tommy. Yeah. Right. Right. Who I don't know if you know, like, if I know somebody knows Iron Fist, I'll do, yeah. and when I put it on the Iron Fist page, I was like, "Here, have a look at it. It's spoilery, but only if you don't know the origin of Iron Fist. Yeah. Otherwise, go look at the art. You know. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I wouldn't send it out randomly, but I, I, I kind of know. I have a vague knowledge of what you guys already mm. know. Oh, I know for sure. Yeah, yeah. So. We've, we've had many, many comic book discussions. So, yeah. yeah. And and how about you, Connor? Um, you, you generally read them, right? Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, I'm becoming one with the preview pages. Day <laughs> one, I can't stay away. I'm so bad, and I've. I know you read the Transformers ones. Oh yeah, just as soon as they drop, I'm like, <laughs> Google alerts at this point are up. I'm there. Like, like it's terrible. Um, uh. I try not to do it with movies, but you know, I, I mess up there too. I'm really bad. <laughs> Well, as you can see, loonies, uh, each of us are, are very different in how we approach all of the, all of these um, previews. So, yeah, um, I think we've we've wrapped up. Thank you so much. I'd like to um, thank Tommy as well. Thank you so much, Tommy, for um, for coming onto the show again. Um, it was very short notice. Incredible research as always. Incredible research. Um, yeah, 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 and uh, it was just off. Hey, my pleasure, and 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 y'all filled it out. So it's it, it and, and I'll always say it. It's always a lot of fun. Yeah. And, um, Tell and your student that Ben Riley now has too. lots of fans. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. right. There you go. Yeah. So yeah. thank thank you for for letting me come on. Yeah, again. no worries. And I've had a lot of fun. I thought we we did really well with this um with this review, and we all had yeah very very good thoughts on it. So, um, as always, as well, Rebecca, thank you so much for coming on on board. Um, you are yeah, one of the high priests of Conchu, so it's good to have the three of us together. Uh, Tommy, you you would have to be like our um I guess you'd have to be our Mister Knight now. We've got the um, all the identities happening. Oh, How's all that's that? A... <laughs> that's quite an honour, Ray. No, I was going to say that's an honour, Mister Knight. <laughs> well, you got to get that arrow. I, I, I fully, I I'm fully endorse that. that yeah. you know. you, you... Dress up in a white well, like to work. Sorry. Well, you know, I I could show you a photo of my, or, or show you one of my uh, senior prom photos that oh. is quite embarrassing <laughs> from what thirteen years ago or whatever it yeah. was. Um. Like I said earlier, though, I feel like I'm just an altar boy for the priests of Conscience. So I'm just the, the lowly servant that brings you the tools. Oh, so. No, you, know, you do great work for us, and we can't thank you enough. And it's uh, it's a pleasure having like um, being able to interact with with loonies like yourself and and fan like we're all fans of Mooney. Um, although, albeit this episode being very light on Moon Knight, um, it's just fun to just talk comics um, and talk damnation. So, thank you so much. Um, and as always, Connor, um, you know. Uh, it's great to to have you as well, of course, you know, co-host. Um, and for loonies out there as well, uh, you can find us on uh, email at moonnightpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we have a blog site, uh, into the night podcast.wordpress.com and we're on Facebook uh, where much of the interaction happens uh, in our group which is facebook.com slash group slash into the night and we have a page as well which is Kind of like a duplicate, I guess. It's um, facebook.com slash itkmoonnight 
with a K. Also on Twitter at ITK Moon Knight. And uh, as mentioned as well, touched upon, we are part of the collective. So other podcasts, um, such as the ones doing the Damnation crossover, like Defenders TV podcast, Sons of the Dragon, the Iron Fist podcast, and Inner Demons, a Ghost Rider podcast, as well as Adeline Rising, uh, Inhumans podcast, and a slew of others. Um, we've all come together, and um, yeah, we, we like to share the wealth and spread the news amongst ourselves and um and try to get listeners out there that like what we like so um yeah um please have a look at our webpage for the collective there are about i think 13 or 14 podcasts associated with them and they're all very good i've got to actually give one little shout out to also um adam from i am your target demographic it is a youtube channel and he's doing great work with um was bring, bringing out videos every week um, from members of the collective. Um, so pop over to his channel and uh, you can actually, uh, yeah, actually see in here some of the, the members of the collective there. Uh, Rebecca and, and Connor, um, hopefully you'll be up there soon. Mm. Yes, yeah. I'm um, going to look at when the next one is we're recording for. Yeah, cool. It's a lot of fun. Um, and so, uh, yeah. Um, check it out if you can uh, we're also available on instagram tumblr and youtube as well just search for into the night a moon night podcast uh, for podcasts um, we're on all good podcast catches so check us out excellent well uh, yes um thank you all for joining us and hopefully another well i know another dynamic episode uh, yeah i am tired and probably sound like an idiot but it has been a blast and these three are fantastic uh, as always it has been a blast i think it's time to get on board that raft again and um sail off into the other void so without um with having said that i'd like to say may conchu watch over the denizens of the night catch you later bye bye Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.